Greetings and salutations guys, welcome back to the Illuminati, the show number God knows. 673. Yeah, it feels like it, feels like we've been here for ages. I think, will this be seven? Six, seven. Six, lost time. No, that fingers and toes, mate. It's been Christmas, New Year, weird week, and we're kind of fitting this in just after New Year. And we've been on the source today. Yeah, leads, we're 12 o'clock leads kick off today, that's why I'm... You can always tell them to play the long time I was in my lead shirt. <laughs> I think it's like the second time in three episodes I've worn this shirt. <laughs> so I have more clothes. <laughs> Drink doesn't help with, with the memory recollection. Hence, well, I've got my crayons out. And I've got... I've noticed, noticed you, you, you're back to killing a tree in episode. I thought you'd gone the iPad route. I'll tell you, the, before we get onto the episode, the reason I haven't gone down the iPad route is because my children decided my iPad was a frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> you still have children? Uh, <laughs> I do, but to teach them a lesson, they got 60 quid off their uncle for Christmas. Mm -hmm. It's only half the cost of the screen. It's like, I am taking your 60 pounds and yeah, I put it is. towards the screen. And they're like, oh. <laughs> but I am not paying, because it's the second time. I am yeah. not paying another 120 quid. Yeah, you're you know, So this, this time. You are going to learn. <laughs> they've got everything they ever need anyway. It's not like it's the. I've got to do about, yeah. They've got, I'm not telling you how much they've got the purse. It's more than I've got in my bank. Anyway. Anyway. We're back to killing trees. So. No, yeah. so this little Greta Thunberg thing of like, we're killing the planet for our children. It's actually your children killing the planet by making you kill a tree every week. Hmm? Absolutely. I'm thinking about it around the sort of Well, you could also. <laughs> You could also argue the fact that you know that maybe the iPad's got lithium batteries in there. Might depend uh, on yin, yin yang. To be honest, tomatoes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, as you can tell by the episode this week, we're in quite a good mood. We've been drinking all day because of the Leeds game. But this is a really fun subject. I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I am really, really looking forward to this, and it's took me by surprise completely. Does it? It has. It has. Because um, I was not expecting to have um, as much reading people's comments about their personal mm -hmm. what's happened to them and what they think it's completely changed my opinion of this so this week so for anyone not who's not read the title that's right there on the screen what are we doing this week Greg? we are doing the mandela effect yes. <laughs> so we need to we'll, we'll give an example for the people who don't know what the mandela effect is well why we'll call it mandela effect oh, well, probably well, good one to start <laughs> well it was first coined in 2009 by a woman coffee on a broom she was at a conference talking with other people how she personally remembered that uh, Nelson Mandela died in prison in the 1980s. That was, yeah. she, she believed that this had occurred. But obviously, Nelson Mandela didn't die in the world we live in today, yeah. in the 1980s, because um, he passed away in 2013. Um, but as she started to talk to other people <clears throat> about this particular memory, more people came forward and went, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I thought that, that. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely remember the fact he died in, in the 1980s in prison and it wasn't 2013, so th the idea is that there's a mass of people who have a certain recollection of an event and there's another mass of people who have a different recollection of the event and the people who differ to what the real term view is today, real world view is today, are absolutely convinced and the belief is, well, there's been a glitch in the matrix, or yeah. there's many, many reasons why. But people have two definitive examples, two definitive and, and the thing for me is, it's always a small detail, but it's everyone believes the same one. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's like, no, I believe Mandela died. And it's like, no, no, 
With the celebrity ones, I can I kind of ignore the celebrity deaths in my research, just because we get that feeling, you know, you get, oh, so-and-so died this, so-and-so died today, and you go, really? I thought we were already one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that, I can kind of, for me, it's the the literal ones and the, the film and books, ones that get me, the lines in films and the the imagery and stuff, that's like, that can't be misremembering, I'm not misremembering that like that. And there's a couple in there that are just like, fucking, what? <laughs> no, and like, one well, off top of my list, it's making me go, I found out uh, when researching, just like, that's not fucking right. I went and dug through my attic, just to double check, and it, it's right, but I remember it differently. But it's not just that I remember it differently, it's millions of other people and remember it differently. And this is, this is why this topic is so, Interesting. I was having so much fun. So sometimes when we do investigations, it's like it really it, some of it is mind-bending shit, right? Mm-hmm. We, we've done we've done some. We'll, we'll drop one in when we did Denver Airport. Yeah, I was in there for hours, and it's just like it's hours and hours and hours of content going through all the crazy shit to all the scientific shit and getting to this position of well, filtering out a narrative and yeah. I have, have I found a position of where I am, mm-hmm. and that. That was, that was taxing, it was tiring, but it was still oh, good. It was, it was, like, I think you said it best in that video, like it's sapping, it yeah. is energy sapping with that subject. Yeah. Just, but on this occasion, this one, I just found this really fun. Even, even, to, even you know, it's hours, tens of hours of, of reading and looking and researching. It was just fun because you find, I was con- constantly finding a Mandela effect. I was like, I didn't even hear about the one, but it's fucking it's true. Really, yeah. <laughs> Fuck! I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know, so I've had, I've had a lot of fun with this one. Yeah, it's been great fun to it. So I'll let go on, let's, let's, where we're going to first. Well, I think um, if we're going to look at some, we're going to trap it into any kind of structure. I think what we should do is we should go through some Mandela effects, some that personally hit us, mm-hmm. some that are very well known. Uh, then go to the potential Reasons sci-fi yeah. explanations, mm-hmm. sci- scientific explanations, mm-hmm. then probably the cognitive explanations, and then have a bit of discussion at the end about where we think we're going to go with it. Yeah, and does that believe or not? Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a plan. So, well, we broke up some Mandela effects. What you open up with first? Well, firstly, before we even start thinking about the first one, um, I just had a quick look at something just to make sure because I was look. I I didn't. I didn't know. So, have you ever looked on Google Trends? Gone not for a while. I didn't know it was still a thing. Yeah, yeah. So Google still has Google Trends. So putting Nelson Mandela dead mm-hmm. just into Google Trends to see wh- whether there was any spikes in searches for it or yeah. yeah. Um, because my thought process was going to be if it had died before 2013 and people had the idea that it died they would have done Google searches beforehand even yeah. way before his death Yeah. Um, and there was only two real spikes uh, and the biggest spike was obviously around his death in 2013 which was December so people had small little spikes of people googling it very, before very, he died very yeah. sm- I mean literally did not even on the Richter scheme, like, you yeah, you can kind of put that aside. Just people doing university dissertations. Yeah. Someone going, is he still alive? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. I can write in that co- in that context then. And yeah, yeah. So there was only two major spikes. One was in July two thousand and thirteen, which is basically when we, we recognised that it was Paul. He was ill and he was going to hospital. He was ill. So people were like, whoa, yeah. is Nelson Mandela dead? There was a spike, mm-hmm. and then his actual death in December two thousand and thirteen. I think it was. Yeah. So um, then only two spikes. Other than that. It's almost flatland. So, if I'm looking, I was. It only goes back to 2004. So, it didn't go back so to if he died in 1980, there's not going to be a Google trend for him. <laughs> no, but the. But, but would there be a regular trend of people finding out in. But the discussion should have been is 
Um, he's still in the news from 1980. Uh-huh. Um, I would have expected people to go, hold on. If he died in 1980s, why are we talking about now? People should. I thought people would have still been yeah. checking it out. I would have big like spikes all over the place. But it's not. It's pretty much a flat line up until 2013. So I should. I just. I was really interested. And in so what would you get from? What would you? What do you ascertain from that then? That that um, Nelson Mandela. Um, the the Mandela effect itself. If we're just looking at the reason why it started with the Nelson Mandela effect itself. I don't see a trend before that to suggest that yeah, many people believed it. Because the Nelson Mandela effect was first coined in 2009, so that's four years before he died. Yeah. So you think there'd be a spike, well, maybe, yeah, you think there'd be a spike before that. Yeah, you, and, but there really isn't. Yeah. Mm. Not in Google yeah, trends. Yeah, but that's interesting, you think there'd be a spike before. But then again, how many people? Yeah, 2009, we were quite connected in their lives, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't want to make it up. So I, it's just I was just looking to see if I could find some. I was trying to tie a trend together with when I'd expect to see spikes. Yeah, like it, it doesn't tie together at the moment. You know, like I say, it's the term Mandela effect was first coined by 2009 by Fiona Broom when she published her website, website giving her observance of the phenomenon. So you expect a spike around about then. Yeah, but um, there really isn't. But there really isn't. So just anyone just yeah. go, go look at Google Trends and just type in Nelson Mandela dead. Um, have a look at the, the trend yourself and and um, most of the trend as well is from Africa yeah I can probably imagine uh, that's the biggest trend but yeah it's, it was just interesting so go have a look so at there's that. no evidence of the Mandela effect before Mandela's death is what you're saying I can't see a trend of it being searched for but then again it wasn't but the website was created in 2009 but if people believed it already then they would be searching it I would, have, I would have thought regardless there would have still been a trend of searches because we all know John yeah. Lennon died in the 1980s but I'm pretty sure if I looked to Google Trends of John Lennon we'd see spikes spikes yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah I suppose yeah so I, think I would. So that trend doesn't quite hold the narrative then that kind of disproves Mandela effects it doesn't disprove anything I'm just what it goes against it though doesn't it I'm just saying I'm not finding a, a, um, a trend a trend yeah. on Google mm-hmm. it's only one search engine yeah but the search engine back in 2009 it was I think that's yeah, yeah. gone by then and yeah, all the, that lot, the yeah. terrible thing. Yeah, it's not even took off the ground. But, but anyway. Yeah. Anyway, moving on then. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna go through. I, I've, you might have a few of these, but I think I've got about eight or nine of my own Mandelas. Right. That I want to go through. Um, we'll probably try to explain them away, but these are the ones that definitely got me, and I'm still going. Hold on a second. <laughs> so, the first one I think is the most famous one outside of Mandela is um, the Luke. I am your father. No, I am your father. Exactly. So, which way do you remember it? Now I don't know why I remember it this way, but it's Luke. I remember it as Luke. I am yeah. your father. So, it's always been for me, Luke. I am your father. And when I looked at the Mandela effect a while ago, in fact, I think it was with you. You were yeah, showing yeah. me some videos of other shit. I was like, fuck off. I don't yeah, yeah. Know. I remember watching. I remember one night when I saw you. You're going, no, <laughs> fuck off. And like, you're just going. I think you left. I think you left. Going. I, I, I don't know what's real anymore. But no, it's scrambled egg for a minute. But it was definitely Luke, and I had to go back and watch Star Wars, and, and I watched more than one version. So I watched the Blu-ray version, which I own. I watched the DVD, mm-hmm. and I watched an old VHS as well that I had from the, the 19s as well to see had it been a digital upgrade every single time. This was the thing for me was that um, <laughs> if, I'm, if I remember right, I might be wrong here, but if I remember rightly, 
the only version of Star Wars you can see now, the original trilogy, is the George Lucas digitally updated one. Maybe. So know. if you watch it on streaming sites or, or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. or you go buy it, it's always the Greedo shot first, the Jawas swinging off a bang for outside <coughs> more size version. And I thought, well, is that, is this line being changed in the vert? In the so I dug through my attic, got my old VHS out from like 82, I think it was. And the line's in there. It is Luke, I am your father. It's Luke, I am. Uh, no, I am your father. I was going to say, I was about to fucking blow my brains out there. Like, no, I am the father. No, on the X, I thought, oh, is it just because you're going to get a special version and that's... It would be 92, it was 92, 92, 92 for me. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. But yeah. anyway, um, but it was like, oh, it, it was pre-digital fuckery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I went back and looked at it and he was like, no, the line is, no, I am your father. I was like, that's wrong. It's... I know it's on tape, and I know we sit and we go, give me evidence that I will change my opinion like that. But it's physical evidence right there, and I'm going, no, <laughs> no, it's wrong. <laughs> I don't remember it that way. And, and this is why the Mandela effect is so interesting because we. I didn't sit in the room and watch Star Wars with you, and we both go, yeah, oh, it's Luke, it's Luke. And it's just like, com- watching them a completely different time away from each other. But the line takes different gravitas as well. And so, oh, the one never told you to your father, did he? Uh, you, you told me you killed him. No, I am your father. <laughs> All right? It's kind of like, no, I didn't kill him, I am him. And the, 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 the original line we remember of Luke, I think it's the first time Vader names him. Yep. He's reaching out to him as a father, father to son, going, Luke, I am your father. Like, he's trying to reach him. And it's like, so the line takes on a different emotional connotation. Just by changing no to Luke, and, it, and I remember it being in because that's when he, he, he tries reaching out to him like Luke, I am your father, and he screams no and throws himself off, rather die than yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can't explain this. Like I, so some some people explain it as when if we get back to all the well, we're going to talk about all the potential reasons why lines change and this that, and the other. But one of the explanations are that once there's a, a change has been made to the timeline. Um, even though we have a recollection of a certain thought, all the material changes. So, even yes. so, so we, that VHS that I looked at, even though I know that VHS, I'm going to know that VHS has changed. It's, it's a ta- it's an alternate timeline VHS. Or yeah. one of the many other reasons. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So we've our even though our conscious minds goes no no I I'm tra- I recollect something specifically, the world changes around it and therefore the world so. Even if you go back to anything now, you'll be, it doesn't make a difference. Well, this is kind of back to the future logic, where uh, um, where he's, he's got the photograph of his future. Mm. He can see, his, see himself and his symptoms fading out, and then yeah. his hand starts disappearing. And it's so that's that kind of thing, like oh, the future changes, so every, kind of this ripple effect. Not even not erases even, and corrects everything. Not even the photo. His actual family is now his dad now a science science fiction writer. And they've got a big car, the, the, everything's yeah. changed, but only Marty has a recollection of it, nobody else does. Yeah. Because he has the timeline switch. So for everybody else, it's like, well, this is how it's always been, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, 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 no I, I remember. And that's the thing with the Mandela effect is that it's not just you sat there going, oh, it says Luke, I'm your father. I'm like, dickhead, he says, no, I'm your father. Everyone not, but there's millions of people remember this. Well, we can't quantify it, because I don't know. There's lots of people, I, I don't know if you can say millions, there's definitely, definitely lots of people. Um, but that was. I don't know if you want to go. You want to go next. Well, yeah, I want to stay on the Star Wars. I want to jump in with the Star Wars thing. 
Yes. Because <laughs> oh. no, when I saw this, so like I saw the Mandela effect about oh. eight years ago, I think it was when I first heard about it. Kill me did this one. Right. And um, about eight years ago, I found out the Mandela effect and Luke, I'm your father. And it was like, no, no, no. I went back, read the tape, already told the story, blah, blah. About three, about two, three years ago, another Star Wars one popped up where C-3PO isn't all gold. His left leg is silver from the knee down. It's not right. It's and it's true. like, no, no, it's not. And it's like, it's, it's, no, but I've, I've had toys that are all gold. I've had trading cards and, 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 and oh God, I'm like, no, no, it's not. And it's, and to the point, I went back and got that video out again five years later. And to the point, I had to go to a charity shop and buy a VHS. <laughs> Because I no longer own one at that point. Yeah, I'm that kind of geek that saves VHS videos even though I can't watch them. Um, Are you going to tape all of them like they did with the... Yeah, with the Apollo landing. <laughs> and then, no, there it is. C-3PO's got a silver leg. I even went back and watched... I found out online, um, in the uh, Bay of Pirates, um, the... Do you remember C-3PO R2-D2 cartoon? No. Why don't I remember that? There was Big Night is a really badly drawn cartoon. I can't remember that at all. And he has a silver leg in that as well. And it's that he's, he's never looking at images online, there's toys that I had as a kid. He's got a silver leg. He never had a fucking silver leg when I had that toy. Do you know the weirdest thing for me that is on this one? Is I've always believed he's all gold. But normally my brain would go, that's diff like yeah I noticed that straight away that that would pick out at me because it's silver and everything else it was like oh why's it got silver that would be the first thing I'd noticed yeah, yeah. but now for me to not know it's been there the whole time across all these movies and I'm like oh but then when you wear this and you go no no we didn't no we didn't you go back and watch it and you're like how could I have missed that I would never have missed that no I I, I get annoyed on, on background set I, I watched um, I tell you how fucking pedagogy you said you'd notice something like that. I watched um, the Grand Tour this morning. Uh, the is that the it's what used to be Charles? massive hunt? I think it is. The, oh. Yeah, it used to be Top Gear. Who's a massive hunt? That's what the program got. They're, they're going through Madagascar. Right, right, right okay. And then, um, like a quarter way through the show, he's got Richard Hammond's got a license plate on his car that says Fury, and I'm like, what? I'm the Jim Clarkson just be talking about his license plate. Why don't they tell us about his license plate? And then he cuts away and he didn't have it. Then he cuts back and he does have it. Do that all the time. Cuts away and he, he has it. Cuts back and he doesn't have it. And then about 30 minutes later he gives him it. Now this is a tiny license plate. You can see about half a second on top of his car. Yeah, and I noticed that shit. Same. Exactly the same. I would notice a fucking <laughs> silver leg on a show, I, on a film I've watched possibly more than any other film in my life. My missus will tell you, mate. If you ask her, one of the most annoying things about me in movies is I always pat on going, hold on a second, that, that was on the other side, and yeah, yeah. That, that person's now moved, and what's happened? Like, I am constantly picking out bad edit parts and, yeah. things, that, and, and things of the of the scenes that have all moved around or aren't there, and like simple stuff like, you know, we've got, like in Scream, we've got blood in one part and it moves, and it's just like, yeah. little things. Yeah, the little just, things get me. I'd notice a fucking silver leg exactly. on the gold robot. Exactly. I'm, I'm exactly the same, and so for me, I'm sat here, like, this is why I find this quite exciting. And these are toys I, and again, not just the film, but toys I played with for my entire childhood. He did not have a silver leg. And this is why I find this really exciting, why my voice is going up an octave. It's already high enough anyway, you know, because it's just like, this blows my bloody little brains out. 
And this isn't like, this isn't noticing some you know, I used to have, again, like I say, noticing details and stuff, right? I used to have um, a ring and a necklace and a light, a zippo lighter that was a bamf cool for skull. Oh, right, right, right. Right, and a bamf for skull on the thing, and a bamf for skull ring and a, and a necklace, and I had all that simply because you see it for like 0.8 of a second on Boba Fett's shoulder. And I fucking love Boba Fett. I had a full fucking jewelry, like these, these little gifts that someone bought me for my birthday because it were a bamf school that I loved. And I had the bamf school and everything I were doing and, you know, any of that like, stuff I was doing, um, work and whatnot, like on the computer and stuff, I put a bamf school in the bottom of my page as a watermark kind of thing um, when I was doing my school work. And so, so someone on his bought me this bamf school thing. And that's all because of something that's on the screen for 0.8 seconds. And, and, and something across the movies for tens of hours, you've never noticed once. But this is a fucking main character. He's, he's probably the only character you meet properly for the first first 20 minutes of the film. I mean, the only time he didn't have a silver leg is episode one, isn't it? When he put him together his... He, was, he had no shell at first. And then Anakin puts him a shell on. I think he's all gold at that point. Yeah, but it's, this is the original trilogy that he has a silver leg yeah, yeah, yeah. all throughout it. And it's yeah. like... No, you didn't. Even the bit where on Cloud City, where he's running the fucking, he's in a backpack and he's got two gold legs hanging out of his head. Like, no, apparently one of them silver, we just didn't notice it. It's fucking mind blowing. It boggles me. I, I, oh, yeah. I don't know how we're going to wrap this, this up at the end. I don't know. <laughs> um, I tell you, this this was one I, I said to my kids today, we're going, this is not Star Wars related. I said this to my kids today, and they're like, I was called a liar. <laughs> so, so my kids think it's this. My missus thinks it's this, and I had to prove it was different. So, have you ever seen Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Yes, it's the next one on my list. Okay, so mirror, what? mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? That's, it's always been that. It's always been that. So, apparently, it's not. No, it's, apparently, it's magic mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? I'm it like, doesn't even sound right, does it? I'm like, you can get fucked right now. Like this, you speak to anybody. I don't know a single person who goes, oh, it's magic mirror. Yeah. No, no, it's mirror, mirror. Everyone remembers it as mirror, every, mirror. Every school reading of that book, every Disney film that we saw that I'm not my sister, every panel I've been to has been mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Like, it actually phonetic, I don't think phonetic is the right word, but it it flows yeah, yeah, nicely. Yeah. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Like, magic mirror on the wall. The word sounds wrong, it sounds out of place, doesn't it's, it? It's, it's, it's because it's wrong. Disney's got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's mirror, mirror, and Disney have fucked us. <laughs> Do you know what Disney Vault we're talking about? <laughs> Disney Vault I'm talking about, they just popped the tapes and put it back out again. Yeah. There's no way that's ever been Magic Mirror on the wall. No, there's it, not at all. None. It never was Magic Mirror. It's always been Mirror Mirror on the wall. It's not it, Magic Mirror. It, I don't know. I wonder where we're going to come down on this <laughs> in the end. Thing is, though, it's like, <laughs> I, 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 I thought ahead, going, how am I going to wrap this up? In my opinion, in my own opinion, how do I wrap this up at the end? And I'm like, I have got, I genuinely got... No fucking clue. I'm hoping you give me some. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm like, I'm hoping Craig gives me something I can feed off of. 
that I can, I can, I'm going to be sat here while they're talking, you're going to be logical, and linear, and intelligent, and, and, and slightly verging on pedantic like you normally are with your research, and I'm going to go, brilliant, I've got a closing now, I'm going to make my closing speech while you're talking, and, and you're not helping me out here, mate. I might get a bit later, but I'm just, I'm just going through the, you know, the ones that, that, that have done me in. So, mirror, mirror on the wall. Never, never, ever has it begun. It was, it was, I know it was. <laughs> it's never begun. I fucking know it was. And this must say about small details, it's not even like, oh, you remembered that wrongly. Me and the rest of the human race have remembered that wrongly. That's some fucking high level mass hysteria going on. It's just that one little guy in the corner going, mm. Excuse me. <laughs> it's magic mirror. Shut the fuck up and get back in your corner. Get back in the fucking basement. <laughs> where you're, where you're Amstrad. <laughs> fucking magic man, you prick. Not making me happy. I'm getting angry now. <laughs> it's supposed to be fun. I know I'm laughing, but I actually think I'm genuinely getting fucking angry. <laughs> do you want to do the... Right, we've done three so far. Yeah. And I, I tell you what, mate. I, I reckon anyone watching this video, they will go... If you don't know the Mandela effect is now, they're at home going, go get my Star Wars DVD. <laughs> go get go, Woman, get my Star Wars DVDs now. This is important. Can we turn Snow White on the Disney Channel for a minute? For a minute? No, I was going, yeah, yeah, Danny, let's do it. We're just watching two minutes. We jump into a certain scene. <laughs> Dad's there with pad on paper, just Star Wars next. He's going to come back and go, you bastards. I'm cancelling my Disney Plus subscription right now. Hashtag C3PO was always gold. <laughs> Gonna get that trending. Oh. <laughs> Should I go for the next one? Uh, I'm gonna throw it into that I found out two days ago. Ooh, okay. And this has made me as angry as Magic Mirror. Go on then. Uh, Monopoly. Yes? Can you describe what's in the centre of the board? There's a man. Mm-hmm. Who looks a bit like the KFC Colonel? Yeah. With money around him. Yes. Does he have any eyewear at all? Glasses or all like that? No. See, I remember him with a monocle. Not that, not that I remember. But to be fair, the Monopoly I've got now is the Mandalorian one, so I'm very. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but I always remember he's, he's kind of like leaning over the Monopoly logo with the money in his hand with a top hat and a monocle on. No, I don't remember a monocle. Uh, yeah, yeah, apparently he's never had a monocle. Uh, the thing is though, I'm really struggling because I've not played traditional Monopoly. Yeah, it's because it's, it's always like the lead, you know, the lead edition or your edition. And yeah. But um, yeah, I, I remember it because you've got, you've got Monopoly guy at an angle like in the middle of the board yeah. and he's leaning over with the money with the top hat on. I think it's called Uncle Rich Moneybags, I think his name is. It, it make it, all you're thinking about when you said about the monocle is the guy with the Games Master. <laughs> Patrick, uh, Patrick Moore. Yeah. Um, but no, um, yeah, apparently the Monopoly man has never had a monocle. And I'm like, I fucking definitely remember him with a monocle. I remember him with a monocle. He's always had a monocle. I couldn't be swayed either way of them because I genuinely don't remember. So this could be one of those explanation things. But I could have been, if you'd have said to me, you know, he does. I'd have gone, all right, fair enough. Yes. Because yeah. I, I can't remember. Yeah, you can't. But I played, I remember we played a lot of fucking Monopoly in my childhood. And I know recently it's all the Monopoly Empires or Monopoly yeah. Quick Run or whatever. It's all these different fucking versions. But I remember in my childhood playing a lot of Monopoly. And I can remember it, you know, leaning over the Monopoly board with the money in his hand and that top heart and his monocle. And 
Yeah, he's, he's, he's never had a monocle apparently. And we, when I'm looking at pictures of it online, I'm going, that looks fucking weird. Like, you can, it's not even like, oh, I remembered it wrong. It's like, no, no, there's definitely a monocle missing. It, that, that's really fucking black my head a couple of days ago. So even now, I'm, I'm, I've been aware of this Mandela effect for about 11, 12 years. Even now, I'm still going, ah, that's not right. <laughs> oh, sorry, not 11, 12, about 8 or 9 years. And I'm still going, no, fuck off. No. Fuck you. And there's new ones every day. <laughs> no, well, again, I could have been swayed either way. I can, I can only imagine if you feel the same way that I did about Magic Mirror 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 on the wall. Yeah, oh, dude, it's like, I, I'm definite, I'm 100% definite the Monopoly man had a fucking monocle. Right, brother, what you got next? Ooh, um, no point discussing it anymore if you don't remember it. <laughs> I'm going to go one, right, I, and this isn't even close. This is the worst one for me. This is not even the, the fucking same conversation. So, I'm going to go down Hannibal Lecter. Good morning, Clarice. Well, it says, hello, Clarice. And it just says, good morning. It doesn't even say Clarice. It doesn't even say Clarice. It just says, good morning. No, it didn't! He said, hello, Clarice. But it's also not an amazing way that Hattie Hopkins delivers it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hello, Clarice. Like, well, not like that, but you know. Well, they just took that. his fucking gimp mask off. Yeah. And he just goes, and he walks up to the bars and goes, well, hello, Clarice. I don't, I, I, I don't remember a world where he goes, but good morning. Yeah, the issue I had with this as well was, wasn't... It's not even fucking close. Wasn't the whole part of that scene where he says good morning, and he's like, oh yeah. But I thought the whole part of the scene where he says hello Clarice. And she's kind of like, how the fuck do you know who I am? How do you know? That's and he knows all about her and her family, and, it, and how, and that unsettles her, and... That's the whole point of the scene. That's how I remember it, but... Yeah, apparently don't know, it just says good morning. But good morning mate, throw a shrimp on the barbie, you know? Yeah. Like, like, it, it, take, it takes the, the cynicism out of it. It's, 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 the, it's the dark, disturbing intelligence of Hannibal Lecter that he knows who she is. She's come in there, this rookie FBI agent, and she's come in there to sort of like question him, and he knows everything about that. Like everything she's learned at Quantico means nothing, because she's learned all these techniques of the upper hand and, and not give too much information away and let them speak. And he disarms her immediately by saying her name. And all her training's fucking gone. Like, you're in prison. How the fuck do you know who I am? How do you know my... And it unsettles her and throws yeah, all her yeah. training out. And that's where the phone continues that she goes kind of unorthodox. <clears throat> in and but him saying... And the, the weird thing is, it, I don't know where the memory come from then. Because I remember the way he said it. Mm -hmm. And... and, um, and, and like it's it, very sinister, isn't it? It's yeah. like a locally, so... But it is like... It's a very impactful way of saying like introduction like and it, I, I I almost lost the words because this isn't even ballpark close this is mm -hmm. two separate conversations it's not like there's one word missing magic mirror 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 or things like that this is a completely different phrase well, the, yeah, well this is like going back to the Luke I'm your father where I said like changing Luke for no completely changes emotional context of life <laughs> Right. You can argue whether it doesn't or it doesn't, because it is. I, I think it does personally, and it's my interpretation of it. This changes the context of the film. <laughs> well, it certainly changes the context of of, of their relationship. His and, immediate and character. Yeah. His immediate character and how he has a hold over, and how she has to battle with her training and, and her desire to win, and, and I, it, 
It changes a fucking lot. All I'm gonna say is, he did not just say good morning. No, he says hello, Clarice. He fucking said hello, Clarice, and ate some liver with some bottle of Chianti. I was saying next to him, he never said Chianti. Um, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Speaking of one, speaking of one that's completely different. Uh, I'm going to move to the out of the world of fiction for a minute, just because I think it sets alongside where you say it's completely different and changes it mentally. Okay. Tiananmen Square. What's Tiananmen Square? Uh, with the famous footage in 1989 Tiananmen Square program. Oh, the guy in front of the... Um, who got run over by the tank. Right. He didn't get run over by the tank. I remember him being run over by the tank. No, he fucking didn't. <clears throat> I remember it being this massive fucking outrage that they just fucking drove over him and just like fuck China does this to his people this is horrific and bad and that, that's why Tiananmen Square was so famous not he stands there holds his bags up for a bit and then just walks off to, and the tank just drives around him and he walks well, off my reckon right okay this is going to be some shady recollection because this is, this is not easy so a guy in a white shirt right mm-hmm. in terms of bags white what? shirt dark coloured trousers a couple of white carrier bags in his arm walks out in front of the tank and the tank stops yeah. And the tap behind stops and the tap behind stops. Yeah, and the tank at the front tries going to the left and he stands in front of it. Yeah, yeah. And he stands in front of it and it just runs over him and goes off. It never ran over him. I it just walk it just walks away. I don't recollect him running over. I remember it being a that, that, that's the reason that footage was so famous. What's so famous about that footage otherwise? It's just like He stood up to a tank and then he walked off. The outrage of it was he stood up to a tank and he ran him over. Um, it could be new suppression because I don't, I don't, I don't actually remember seeing him walk away. I don't remember seeing him walk away. Then you, you watch the video now and he walks away. Does it? I, 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 I honestly don't remember. It, I rem- definitely remember him walking in front of the tank and he just standing in front of us. He can't lose. It's meant to be like peace and love will win over war. You know, yeah, kind of like putting a daisy in a rifle. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I. Or Kim Kardashian trying to give. Right, police of cork. <laughs> Sorry, a Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. For that though, that video. I mean, it could it could have maybe been run over after, but to be fair, I don't I, I don't remember actually seeing what happened after he stood in front of it. So stands there. And I remember it seeing it go at him, and then the video kind of cuts, and then I think later on, as he went around, then you could see it because no one broadcast a man getting killed. Um, but yeah, it, it just no, it just it just walks off, just walks away, goes off with shopping, and it's like that, that that didn't happen. I don't. I, I remember the outrage being the reason the footage was so famous was because the tank ran him over, and this was like fuck, China's doing this, and this is how it treats its citizens. It was like massive outrage about human rights. This was an unarmed man with a bag of fucking shopping standing up to a, a military fucking authority, and he just. And they just ran him over like he won't fucking there. Which would not surprise me at all if that genuinely happened. Yeah, but I, I remember that happening that he got run over, and then, but no, apparently he never did. Um, if you're watching this video, man, who didn't get run over, just leave us a comment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, 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 that's the one that gets me that I remember him being run <laughs> over. The whole reason that footage is so famous is because he got. And if, and if he didn't get run over, why is it just an unidentified man known as Tank Man? Wouldn't be reporters tracking down and finding him and getting his story. And well, they wouldn't have been allowed to channel, would they? Oh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Uh, and also, they wouldn't want him becoming mm-hmm. infamy. Mm. So, probably his bolts chopped off by now if he's not been run over. They've done something but yeah, I, I, just, I, don't, I don't remember that. It's, it's hard, though, because 
the conversations hard sometimes because if I don't even know what you're talking about, it's really hard for me to engage and go, well, I don't know if that's yeah. right or wrong. But you know, but you know the chat is worth it, but we both remember it differently, which is yeah, yeah. That it, kind of says that that kind of proves the Mandela effect in a way that we both well, remember it differently. You definitely make what we're talking about. Take up my long-term memory. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. That's because it's one of those impactful scenes from on the news from a cloud of like fuck. They just they just drove over that man like. Can we go for them now? Yeah, let's go for them again, go on. <laughs> <laughs> what colour is Pikachu's tail? It's fucking yellow and black. It is yellow and black. But it's not yellow and black, is it? We, and I had to... I was trying to explain to me, to, to me, to my kids, what the Mandela effect was, literally five minutes before I left the house. And I used this example. Me and the missus went, it's yellow and black. The kids went, yellow. No, it's got a little black... Yeah. Like bolt pattern to it, and it's just on the tip of his tail. It's got like a black engine on the tip of his tail. But it's weird how me and Amy's adults go definitely yellow and black, and I've got a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old who went, "No, it's yellow, just yellow, Dad." But this is again this is where the Mandela effect comes in because you go, "Oh, well, maybe it was yellow and black on season one of Pokemon when we were hmm. like young adults, and then it's as it's gone on this season, fucking ten million or whatever it is now, and it's it's gone plain yellow." But you can go back to the originals, and it's plain yellow. <laughs> I don't believe us at all. See, for me, well, I, I remember it. Most one of those things that I don't know why that sticks in my head, but one of the things that stick in my head is the box for Pokemon Yellow. It's when Pokemon first came out. Oh yeah, yeah, the game on the Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. it was Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. Yeah. And then you um, red, red and blue. Yeah, red and blue. And then you got Pokemon Yellow, where you had Pikachu following you around across the cartoon, and he had a yellow and black tail. He had a yellow and black tail. It did. I know he did, <laughs> but I can't find any evidence of him having one. Just in my memory. <laughs> now, to be fair, my memory fails me often, but I remember oh, yellow and black tails. I mean, I, my memory is shit. Like, I call people chief or fella. I can remember faces, but I can't remember names. I'm shit at names, so I just call people chief or fella or dude or do that. And you call me chief every day. Yeah, I call you chief every day. Can't remember my name. Um, but. This is making me really making me think about some form of fucking early onset dementia. <laughs> no, because all, all, all my memories are fucked. Like, I think I've got a crutchy hard drive in here or something. <laughs> exactly. It's like it, memory's funny though. So talking memories though, memories are really really weird. Because do you know how memory works? Mm-hmm. So if I I have a degree in psychology. There you go. So <laughs> if, if so, for people who who don't, and you can put me wrong if I'm wrong here. But if I have a memory for the first time today, mm-hmm. um. And I recall that memory next week. I recall the memory, and I record over that memory with the conscious, conscious that I just brought forwards. Yeah. So. So you record over it in the context that you brought it back yeah. up in. So you never ever, unless you recall it for the first time, you never recall the true memory for what it was. So that's why over the years, remember it's fake because you try to recall something, and you never, you can't recall all of it, and then you add context to it, you add the environment you're in, that re-records over the last memory, and then that's now your memory. Yeah. And and. Um, well, this is this is the idea of like um, there's two <coughs> thoughts on memory. So there's um, Miller's magic number seven plus or minus two, mm-hmm. right? Which is a fantastic scientific name for a theory, um, and that is that you can hold uh, the average person can hold seven items in their short-term memory. Is this primacy recency effect? Right, plus or minus two. Yeah. So something might hold nine, some might hold five, <laughs> and you have to keep repeating and repeating, repeating that information for it to go from your short-term memory into your long-term memory. Yep. Right. The other idea is, um, I can't remember exactly what it's called now, I think it's situational consciousness. So it's, you get absolutely wanking on a night out. What do you do? 
and you can't remember what you did the next morning. Yes. You get wankered again, you remember what you did on the night out. That's a perfect reason to keep up. Because your memories are stored under a drunken state, so when you get back into a drunken state, your brain can access those memories again. Um, that you just give me the best excuse to go. I don't remember yesterday. Let's go get this again. <laughs> yeah, but it's also on the dark side of that is that um, when people um, can't remember, like the, sometimes your mind just blocks stuff out, like traumatic experiences. Yeah. So put them close to a traumatic experience, and they'll remember traumatic experiences again because the way we we compartmentalize my memories. Yeah. So the, the, um, I, I mentioned primary recency effect because that's the um, where again, if you had like um, if you said to someone remember um, 20 phrases mm-hmm. just on a list they read they read them from beginning to end they remember the first five because they like the short term memory they they, yeah. they they have been stored in your memory for longer and they remember the last five because you've just read them yeah you're immediate, it's the, ones the in middle between. ones are like where you've not they've not been gone into long term memory have the opportunity to be held of, of any kind and, and then the short term memory is just read them so you go I can reel them off straight away what were the first ones I said oh yeah they've, they've committed this this is where you get and we're going to understand <coughs> it it's where you get the uh, the memory palace technique so when you get people who can remember eight decks of cards in sequence mm-hmm. like they're just wrong initial play they can remember in sequence it's because they don't remember the cards you can't remember like 52 cards in a row and tag that by air but yeah. that'll be um, but they'll tell a story. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be like, oh, the the eight and nine of diamonds went round to like diamonds will be a car, and hearts will be um, a place. So it'll be like, yeah. oh, the the king of hearts is a castle, and the eight and nine, so seven of diamonds got in a car, and an eight and nine car to go around to the king's palace. And yeah. And then they tell a story. Yeah. They tell a really crazy story, and then. So they'll just get shown all these things and you go, oh, that's fucking mental. And all they're doing is they're not even they're looking at them and put this story together. And then they just close eyes and just recount the story. Um, so when you give them go, seven diamonds, eight bars. They're not trying to remember the next one, they're giving the next line of the narrative, then because of the car. Sorry, um, it's a great way of doing it, a fantastic way the brain works. Because you're not remem- you're not remembering 400 different pieces of information, you're remembering one piece of information. Um, it's like my, um, the way we're, the, Everyone at home right now, the way you remember your mobile phone number, it'll be different for every person. Bits of 11 numbers, you can't remember it. It's 533 for me. Um, yeah, it's 533 for me, yeah. Um, but if someone says my number, back to me, oh, is this your number? But not in the um, sequence you know. Yeah, like, can I just repeat to you? I mean, it's, uh, yeah, that's what I just said, yeah, but you didn't say it in the right way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it sounds really funny, like, I'm talking foreign language to And me. again, this is the exact, very uh, We can't remember yeah. it 11 digits, so remember it in three. So you remember it in three, and then because you say it in that way so many times, um, you remember, it goes into your long-term memory, and that's set as that, that not quite a monomic, but a, a pattern. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, we're, this, uh, spookily, this is an, an exact conversation of about a week ago with my missus because she does uh, four four three, and I do five three three. No, I don't. I do. I do uh, three two 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 two. Do you? Yeah. I go Yeah. I do. I do three two 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 two. So when I said her phone number back to her, so obviously she's phone number and I said it the way I said. She goes. Say it again. So I said it again, and then she goes, "Well, I don't remember it that way." It's exactly yeah. the same thing. So I, I don't do. I don't do like um, two six one zero. Oh. 
I do 2610. Yeah. So even though I'm doing it in 222, I'm doing it in 111. Yeah. Because it's not 26, it's 26. It's yeah. not 10, it's 10. So I do three double digit number, double digit number, and, but the double digit numbers are one number. Yeah. It's not 26, it's 26. 26. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's but this is kind of been Mandela's like how, how do we remember stuff and how we memories. I know we'll go for tangent there, but it is important like how we remember. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I don't know. How, uh, every single brain is weird. Uh, when we come to the conclusions at the end, we're going to talk about this a bit more. But um, just every single person's brain works in, in a very different way to everybody else's. Yeah, we we have no concrete scientific explanation for how memory works. We don't. We have a lot of theories that yeah. some are complementary, some are contradictory, but we can't really explain yeah. how memory works. And I, I, the reason I find this particularly fascinating is so many individuals, and there's so many different ways that people remember, but people remember the same thing. Well, this, this is it. So, uh, I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring one up now. I'm going to go to, just for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to go to Forrest Gump. Yes, right. it's only one letter. One word, sorry. One word, right? And it's, life is like a box of chocolates. That's what I always thought it was. That's what I thought it was. Like, life was like a box of chocolates, which makes no sense grammatically. It does in the context of this conversation. I, I still don't think it does. It's, it sounds weird and clumsy. Because he's it's, it's talking in the past tense about his mum, who had a conversation with him. And my mum said to me, life was like a box of chocolates. Yeah, but you still said, my mum said to me, life is like a box of chocolates. That's what she said. No, but it's talking about her in the past tense, because she's not here anymore. Yeah, but you've got, my mum said to me, life is like a box of chocolates. Because you repeat what she said. Yeah, but he's saying like not present term. So, yeah, but he's using the present term that he's misquoting his mum. Yeah, because she'll say, life's like, maybe not life is like, but she might actually say, life's like a box of chocolates. Which is, life is like. No, but he's taking that, he's parting that as a kind of proverb, as a knowledge to go forward with. So it'd still be life is like a box of chocolates. You know, it's like, oh, he said to me, easy come, easy goes. And it's like, well, you won't change that for the present or the past that No, I, I, I agree with you, it's life is like. Um, that's what I thought it should be. But, but the point I'm trying to make with how memory works, like we all have memory, but we've just been talking about how memory works differently for everybody, and we don't have a concrete scientific um, answer for how memory works. But this is one tiny bit, there's hundred different, thousands if not millions of people remember and it's not it's not life or like a, like our life is a box of chocolates life was a box of chocolates no like a box of chocolates is there it's just is changed for was and it's one tiny word that millions of people probably remember differently and it's that, that even though we don't know how memory works we just have this Christian memory that it's a bit <clears throat> weird that I could try and explain this one because is makes more sense than was. So, for all, like, exactly like you said there, life life is like a box of chocolates. Life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you mean. That is the more likely conversation piece. It's the grammatically correct piece. So, so the was part, I can forgive people. I can forgive this one quite easily because this is one that you can go. Well, it. It it's makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. It's mentally corrective. Because your brain's always looking for patterns. It's trying to correct yeah. behaviours and goes and, and things. So it's very easy, even having a conversation, we could be talking. Someone else could have a completely different per different perception of the conversation. 
and you could say to them, like Chinese whispers to my kids, I've said to them, Yeah, oh. I think we've mentioned before these kind of discussions, we all come back to perinalia, yeah, where yeah. your brain wants to find patterns, so you look at a clone, that's a telephone, and I go, no, it's not a dick, it's a dinosaur. Yeah, perinalia. You know. <laughs> but on this one, I think it's very, you can very easily explain this one, is life was like, your brain's going, that, that. That's not right. Unless you, make, unless you make me really think about this, about context, life was doesn't make sense, doesn't make sense. Life is like, yeah, that's what it is. Life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah, of course it is. So you think this one isn't so much a Mandela effect, but so just kind of our brains. I, this is the word of it. Yeah, it's, not, it's not like fucking then, and CPO's argument, left. <laughs> 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 silver. But with that argument then, when the writer's writing it as life was like, but would it change it to life is like because his brain's trying to find the pattern in it? Or you think just because or the actors replying to it. Tom Hanks are going, really, this don't, you really want the line this way? All right, is it important to this bit? Because personally, as an actor, I think that life is like, it was better. Well, no, we'll put it, let's go back to the writer there for a second. So, I've, we both write stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And we both love each other's stuff. I can read a chapter of the stuff I've written and I can't see a spelling mistake. But as soon as as soon as someone else reads it, it's like that's spelled wrong. So how the fuck did I miss that? I, I've I've done that on my website where I've, I've written a review, and I, I've run it through spell check and it's fine, and I and I've checked it myself three times and it's fine. I put it up and then instantly this one dickhead. I'm not even going to give you the satisfaction naming you. There's this one dickhead that pops up and goes me. <laughs> and goes three typos in that. Fuck off! <laughs> so, <laughs> I've checked it three times and I ran it through Grammarly like. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> and you go, no, they're in that ticket. You go back and look and go. So I do, I do that thing now where I just go in, change it, come back and go, no, they're in. <laughs> I think Mandela's. <laughs> I'll change it and go, no, they're in, mate. What the fuck are you on about, dickhead? <laughs> so I can, I, so when writers write stuff, you go on, that's why you get, a, you know, something to go. Yeah, but it's not like, it's not a case of like, oh, the guy wrote it and then it came out of Forrest Gump, uh, out of Tom Hanks' mouth. It, it's gone through, uh, script doctors and, and studio execs and to get to being put on stage where Tom Hanks where Tom Hanks is filming and going can we try it like this you know, I think this would be a better way of delivering it so this isn't just a line this is a line that had so much but, um, it, 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 I can't believe it stayed like that all the way through but again Tom Hanks might have bought into the rationale as to why it was going to be because talking about something in the past tense life was like yeah but like, you never talk about a, a, you know when you say like easy come easy go. Oh, could it be as well that in this specifically? You don't say easy came easy gone. Yeah, but could it also be Tom Hanks was not an intelligent man in that movie? You know he wasn't a smart man, and but he did incredible things. So could it be a play on that so language? The, so the misquoting is is a character piece rather than a, a grammatic. It's not a gra- uh, grammatical error. It's just. Uh, but he yeah, I mean he's 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 there saying. He's a low IQ. He's he's, mis- not smart. he's saying it wrong. Yeah, I mean, could it be that? Could be, but we get back to that. I still remember it as being is. <laughs> but I still think this is our brain has gone. What makes no sense? It's being replaced with is, and the vast majority of people would go, yeah, it's is definitely the word that should be used there. I don't. I personally don't think that's a Mandela. I think that's a corrective nature of our brains going. No, no. Let's let's replace that word with something that makes more sense. Um. I'm gonna gear that one. I don't. I don't like it. I'm not convinced either. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not fully convinced, but it's a better argument than I've got right now. So 
you're getting away with that. I might message it like four in the morning and go, actually, dickhead. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Not again. Right, what you got next? Um, well, there's definitely, well, this is one for me that I don't think everyone has, but I'm, I'm going on JFK. Is this uh, the, the car change? Mm. Yes, this I saw this about a year ago. It's always been a four-seater open-top car. That's what I thought. But it's not a six-seater open-top six car. And the amount of times I have seen that JFK footage. I'm a fucking conspiracy theorist. I've looked over the, the assassination so many fucking times. It, it was only about a year ago it changed to a six-seater car. I... Obviously, about, I, I, I don't want to say about a year, maybe two years tops, it changed to a six-seater car. It makes more sense being a six-seater car. But it never was. But it's not what I recalled it being. Mm -hmm. And the only thing, again, I tried, to, I tried to explain this away in my own mind. Because, so, it definitely was for me a four-seater. Because... Cars are four-seaters. Cars are four-seaters. So, it's very unusual to have this big six-seater Lincoln... You know, with an extra row in there for, for the yeah, car. and I know like we're saying like our cars are four seaters over here because we have a we have the gearbox in the middle because we use manual cars. In America, they're not four seaters because the front row you've got an extra seat in the front row because you don't have a gearbox there. But it's still two rows of seats. So whether it's automatic or manual, it's still two rows of seats. So having that third row of seats and changes, yeah, it, it, it never was. I mean, I always remember it's four. I've tried. I've I've thought about this over the years. This one, um, I thought, do I only remember it for four? Because that's what every other car is. This is going to your Boris Gump theory that your brain's correcting that like you're seeing a, a a car with three rows of seats, and your brain's going cars that have three rows of seats. They have two. They just. Yeah, I think. I think my. I mean, the thing is, though, this has happened to lots and lots of people. So it isn't you know. Mm -hmm. This has to be this collective oversight. But on my personal, I'm going personal here. I think when it's, when someone said it's six, my brain automatically went, "It's always been six. But no, didn't. I went, "No, no, no, it's not." It, it, but I didn't recollect it as being six until I was told it was six. It's when I saw the footage of it being six, I'm like, "I, I that don't look right. That looks wrong. I don't remember it that way." No, I'm, that it was hard though because it's like, "No, it's four. It's four. And it's like. It, Think about who was in the car. Then, as soon as I'm asked, uh, this is the logical I was given. So it's four. Think about who was in the car. So it's like, okay. There's Jackie and uh, John. Yeah. The driver. And the secret agent. Two secret agents. No, but this is the thing. There's always one secret agent that dives over the back seat. <clears throat> it's only when I saw there was six seat. Who sat behind the driver? That there's ex no. I thought we sat next to the driver. He sat in like the passenger seat and dives over. But it's only when I see the six seats and I see the footage that there's two extra. So it's not just like all the six seats, but there's two extra people in that car. No, uh, yeah. Like mm. those people weren't there before. Well, that's the thing. This, this, that was a weird click for me. That was like my brain went. It was not cognitive dissonance at all, but it's like it became a clash instantly because it was the yeah. case of, is it a four seater? I was like, yeah, of course it is. Think about who's in the car, and then when I thought about the people. I saw three rows of people. I'm sorry. Oh, and my brain's like, hold on, hold on. This doesn't make any sense. Um, and when I saw three rows of people, 
then I could accept there was six in the car. I, I still can't. There, there was a, that, that was three rows, and it, it took me a while there. But it was only by focusing on the people in the car rather than the car itself did I realise that. Yeah, I mean, for me, the people just were never in the car. It was just like, well, there's only one secret agent. Yeah, because there's only room for one secret agent. That, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's why we're there. There's only one of them in there. No, but the three worlds with three... Uh, no, no, that, that... It meant, of course, what do the two agents bring to it? They don't bring any extra cover, you know what I mean? So, to me, it was in case of all, there's an extra row of seats, there's an extra row of seats and two extra people that were never there in the footage. And it's that again when I see it, there's the summit in the back of my brain, that car. I can't quite put a finger on, but there's something in the back of my brain screaming, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. And I've got the conflict now, this is the yeah. thing. Like, I've still had the same conflicts. I was convinced it was four. As soon as someone says about, think of where the people were sat, it goes, well, it's six. But it's like, but it was four. I know this, this is so what makes conflict. it, this makes it, I mean, it's fun when I'm some last weird with the Star Wars stuff and whatnot, but. I also find it quite funny because the whole point of our channel is give us, we, we want to discuss and we want to make, give us evidence and our opinions will change on the evidence we're given. And we're sat there going, here's the evidence, and we're going, no. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all, every copy of Snow White ever <laughs> saying magic mirror, that evidence is wrong. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. And all stickers of channel is give us, if you disagree with what we're saying, Put it in the comments below. We look at every comment. We will look at it. We will see. And then we sat there today going, evidence is wrong. <laughs> the world is upside down. <laughs> but, um, sometimes you've got to accept the evidence, even if you don't agree with it, right? But um, but the JFK one, this this is quite a big one. I think many people. Yeah, this is this is big because this is one we're no doubt going to cover in a future episode. Eventually. Eventually, right? Um, but. How is the Mandela effect gonna affect my research? So if I, you know, oh well, I'm, I'm looking at the grassy knoll and looking at the, the ballistics and all this stuff, I'd be like, but, but there are only four people in car, not six. And like if I, and that, that's been part of the narrative for so long that does, does that change well, is my it, is, opinion of the, of is the it conspiracy? Six, is it six people or six seater? I don't think it's six people. Try to remember now. There was definitely three rows on this side, but was there missing one? Was it five people or six people? I, I, I don't know. I don't trust my own memory now. I'm, I'm struggling now. I am on the source though. I've been there all day. Yeah, but. Um, but yeah, it's, I was wondering like how much is that going to affect my research of the subject? Am I going to look at it and go, well, I'm looking at the tape and we're looking at the shot and the angle of fire and stuff, but I'm rather than looking at the research, I'm just going to go, well, that that fucking car's wrong, and not get over the fact that car's wrong. And that stops me from researching or blocks researching somewhere. I don't know. Do I miss some important thing in my research? Well, when we do the JFK assassination, if, you, if your research is wrong because of the Mandela effect, I'll call you a dickhead. I'll say you Mandela's. <laughs> since, since you're talking about summer um, horrific, um, the Lindbergh baby. Uh, it's. I don't know what the Mandela effect of this is, I'm trying to remember. Is this the the baby that was kidnapped mm -hmm. and then was murdered? Yes. Because... And this was like 1920s this or was, Yeah, 1920s. It's the year yeah, Charles Lindbergh. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Uh, his infant son was kidnapped. The entire world focused their attention on the story. Um, 
where the Magdalene complex comes in is many remember the case going cold. So I remember this like the Limburg baby being spoken about. This was like 1920, 1930s. So growing up as a kid, I remember like the Limburg baby being talked about in the same sense as Lord Lucan. Like it was like other oh, Limburg babies growing up with Lord Lucan. Like no, it's it banished and gone and never seen yeah. again. Um, but apparently they found the body of the baby and said it had been killed by a, a blood force trauma to the head. Blood to the head. Um, and they sentenced the killer to death. He had to got executed for... Well, I didn't know about the killer. Right. Remember that baby. But I remember the Lindbergh baby being this this kind of euphemism, this kind of Lord Lucan style thing. You know, like, oh, I've gone away the Lindbergh baby. Like, he's never seen again. Or... So, this is... This isn't something I ever researched even when I was younger. This would... Right, I'm to I remember this is a kind of a not an entendre, kind of a, a colloquialism would be the right word. Right, okay. Um, in the pub growing up, so like eight, up in the pub, like eight or nine. You know, we went to pub, <laughs> we went to club and whatnot. We had yeah, yeah. dads and whatnot. And um, I remember something you know, it was stuff like oh, you know, someone got divorced and they're not seeing the kids because they've lost custody and. That's pay child support, but they can't see the kids, kind of thing. And it's like, oh, you've got to, you, you've got a son, aren't you? Now I've got a Limburg baby, mate. I don't know where it is. And, and that, that was kind of the the colloquialism at the time. But like, oh, it's a Limburg baby. This, this, this is why I love the fact that we don't talk about this shit and bring it to the table now because I have a completely different recollection of that. But I, I don't know who gave me the conversation because it's not something I went on the internet and read. No, no, this is not something I, I, this is the first time I've read about the Lindbergh baby, really, apart from, I think I watched a documentary about 12 years ago, and I, I don't remember it being found dead and someone getting executed for it. But I remember the, yeah, it were, I remember in the, in the it were a colloquialism growing up, but like, when someone can't see the kid, oh, he's, oh he's got a Lindbergh baby. Well, I don't, don't know where it is. My, my recollection of the Lindbergh baby came from a conversation with someone who I can't remember. So it's not something I read, mm. it's not something I researched, it's just it a conversation. Yeah, like, see, for me, this is just a colloquialism, like, yeah. someone doesn't know where the kid is. Like, they've got someone pregnant and she's, she's fucked off with a kid, and he can't see her. He doesn't know where it is, or there's no way of getting in touch with him, or all that, oh, it's a Lindbergh baby. Well, no, what I mean is, it's, it, I didn't read this as, like, um, a newspaper article, or some, um, I don't know, a, a death... No, no, what well, I'm saying, we, we were... I, I know this, because not the... Of the theory what happened with the Lindbergh Bell, the story, it was just, I know the Lindbergh baby because of this turn of phrase in the club, in the workmen's club that I went to, with my parents, I just knew it was a turn of phrase, like it's a Lindbergh baby. Well, the conversation went, I don't know where it is, gone. conversation I remember having, or I was basically told about it in a conversation, because I didn't yeah. know anything about it, and it was, yeah, yeah. Lindbergh baby was murdered, and found his body. That's a conversation I was told, and I was had, again, I'd never heard of it before, I'd never read about it before. I'd never I'd seen nowhere it. to look it up. So on, yeah. my knowledge of the Lindbergh baby was somebody else's conversation telling me that baby had died. So this is how memories can be all fucking fucked. Yeah, so yeah. I'm taking somebody else's turn of phrase or somebody else's memory as my own. Because yeah. I'd, I'd never all. I knew, I never researched it. All, all I knew about it was this turn of phrase that as a man in club who you know he's got someone pregnant and the dinner and vanishing to eat for all his wife disappeared with kids or we got divorced and his wife run off with kids or whatever and it's just like it was just Lindbergh baby with this like colloquialism for yeah he's got a kid but he doesn't know where it is 
there was never anything about it. Because you've got, oh, he's got a limp bit of baby. What, his fucking missus killed it? It's pretty fucking dark, you know what I mean? It, it's fucking very dark. Yeah, yeah. But I remember it just being like that turn of phrase, being a Lindbergh baby, because he's like, oh yeah, he's, he's got one, he just don't know where it is. Um, right, can we go for it now? Go on, let's go for it, go on. Let's, let, let's stop all the death. Um, this was one I fucking definitely remembered. Right. And I don't, I can't even believe it's not real. Fucking Shazam. Shazam was a movie with Sinbad. He was fucking dressed as Shazam. There was a movie released in the 90s of, of Sinbad as Shazam and it doesn't fucking exist. The movie itself doesn't even exist. It's not like I've got them on character, the movie doesn't even exist. Right? I remember video covers and posters and a whole host of other shit. I've, I've read a lot about this book because I, I don't remember it. I, I distinctly do. So when I've looked at Tiananmen Square, when I've looked at C3PO's leg, I've gone, I don't need fucking research there, but I fucking know. This, I like, I, I don't remember this. The only thing I saw for this one was, um, didn't you play a genie in a mm-hmm. film called Kazam? Yep. And it's just people getting it, getting the name of the movie wrong. Kind of, I, I, possibly, but Kazam and Shazam's words sound similar. I don't, well, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll have to. I don't remember the side now, because like, the last ones I, like, I brought up, you've gone, no, I don't remember. I'm like, I'm on the other side now, going, no, no, I remember this thing. I, I don't even know this phone, so. Yeah, so, the only thing I could think of on me on this one is, I don't know if this memory is mine. Right. So, not is that. It just not, someone's told you something and therefore you remember well, it that way. I don't know where it came from in, in regards to. Now I'm sat here thinking about this. I'm trying to remember, recollect, but I definitely saw what looked like a video cover. I definitely remember a poster. Um, and my brain's gone, there's a movie being released. But that could have been Kazan. But it could also have been the nature of the internet, where people just create shit. Yeah. And I've... Oh, got... so many times where my, uh, my son's 17, and he... Oh, well, 17 in February. Uh, he's got, oh, have you seen this Deadpool? It's impossible, Deadpool 3. That's fan art, mate. That's fan art. There's not been put out yet by this dude, that's fan art. And he's like 17 and gets pulled in by fan art all the time. So, someone seen this Mandela effect, seen how much it's fucking with people's heads, and just gone, I'm going to make a movie poster. And, and No, no, this was way before the, co- the term was coined. This was a 90s memory. This mm-hmm. was you know, at least a decade before. But the thing is, I'm not entirely sure whether it was a case of I recollect seeing the movie itself or if someone showed me this and said, this is a movie coming. But like you said earlier, when you bring up a memory, you then overwrite that memory with the context you brought up in. So you remember, I remember that film. And then it shows you the the poster for that film. Is that then overwriting your... 90s memory, you remember it to modern day, like you've over it today with the poster. Uh, so right. your 90s memory is now remembering the poster because yeah, you've just added that to your 90s memory. It could absolutely be, yeah. Um, and it could be just some trolley fan, fan made poster. But it's definitely. I, it's Sinbad. That's, it's the only thing that gets me. I remember Sinbad as Kazam and. Shazam. Shazam, not Kazam. <laughs> it was Kazam. But I remember Sinbad as Shazam. But I, that could just be fan art. Or something that I've been. That's and I've seen, I've seen another one on this series as well where the um, Shazam's got one A or two A's. I think, 
That's I don't think that really matters. I think we can What's discard that whether you spell it right or not. Is I think it's yeah. just down to personal preference by you spell it. Um, so I'll discard the spelling straight away if anyone jumps on it. But um, yeah, I don't remember this film, but I know no, a lot of people it never do. Existed. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of people do. <laughs> it, it, it never existed, but um, yeah, it's a weird one because that is definitely barring my memory of that existed. But I was like, did it exist? Because I'm not entirely sure if this was my actual memory. Or if this is being somebody, if, if I read something and I'm gone, actually that existed. I've read something mm-hmm. and created a memory, a false memory. I feel like I created a false memory. Yeah, and it weirdly you can't just your own brain. Like, yeah, I, I'm like this with Tiananmen Square. Like, I'm that guy, that, that tanker, I know that dude. That tanker, I know that dude. Like, have I made that up in my head? Because the evidence is right there in front of me saying it didn't. It makes sense that it could have been, though. You think yeah. it logically goes, it's China, it, you know, no one's... But like, I remember the big outrage being that the tank ran him over. That was the that was the reason the footage went worldwide, because it was just so shocking that the tank was fucking him. But then, I suppose with this as well, it's so... This is quite insidious, because it's... The, the Tiananmen Square footage is quite big and a major global thing, if, yeah. if it happened the way I remember it. If it didn't happen the way I remember it, it's... It's a dude signing up to the military, might in China, but kind of fizzling out to nothing. What's the big deal? Um, this is a bit more insidious because it, it makes no difference to your life or the future of mankind if this existed or didn't. No. But it really fucks your head that it doesn't. And that's a bit more insidious than. Well, yeah. When I'm trying to construct where this memory came from, because I can't remember knowing that there isn't a movie mm-hmm. my brain's now trying to put things into an order going how did you get to this conclusion so you no, 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 you're, now but now you're rearranging your memory so yeah, your yeah, memory yeah. can't your memory might not be real now because you're rearranging it with facts that aren't from the memory no so my brain's trying to re- you're, you're doctoring your memory essentially right now <laughs> well my brain isn't going it, it isn't saying let's doctor the memory it's, it's trying to construct where it came from and how i came to the conclusion that i'm in my logical brain part of my logical brain now is going if we know this doesn't exist, even the person who did the movies come out and it didn't exist, how did you get to the conclusion? My brain's trying to rewire itself, mm-hmm. going, if it doesn't exist, how did you get there? And all I can think of is that I've created a false memory based upon somebody else telling me it was real. But So this is kind of comes down to the crux of the Mandela effect, is that you remember that, and someone's told you it wasn't real. And that's you go, oh fucking what? But you, this part I get with all the Mandela effects is that someone says this and you go, oh, I remember it differently. Oh, right, this is Mandela effect. But you remember it that way, the same as thousands of other people did. But it can also come from a single source though. So if a single source has created some fan art, once, it only takes one source. And in the same way that rumour starts about someone dying, I heard about Sean Connery dying years before he died. It only takes one thing. Um, a fit, false news, false advert, something that gets put out there, and everyone goes, "What? I've seen this shit," and it just becomes oh, part of their consciousness. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember, I remember quite. I'm going to tangent me. Quite a funny story. Like I went, um, I went back to the estate we grew up on for the first time in like twelve years, mm-hmm. um, could be year back, and uh, went into a corp on the estate, and you know the corp on the estate. It's always local people that live nearby that, that grew up in slightly fucking. I think the woman who served me, we went to school together with. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not going to say names because 
course I'm not, but we both know she's win our year at school. And I just went in, got like, I've got, I've got to visit mum and that one. I've got to get some milk and I'll get some vacuum and whatnot. So I went to the counter, put milk down, I'll kind of box her back and all that, and she's like, the fuck are you doing here? Right, um, can I take a shot? <laughs> no, you got stabbed and died in Archer over last year. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> Shit, somebody's tell me. <laughs> and it turns out like everyone we went to school with on that estate that still live on the estate thought I died a year ago against that I've never been in that pub little monster coming out I've never got in that pub but there was this whole story going on for 12 months that I'd been stopped and died in that pub like, I don't know who got stopped and died in there but it, everyone thought it was me I reckon it's a story that your parents perpetuated because I spoke to them <laughs> <laughs> dad said um, oh yeah he got stabbed he's dead <laughs> yeah. dead um, but no, yeah, but I, yeah, actually, when people thought that the entire estate we grew up on, like, oh, I won't say lifelong friends, but people have known us, people have known us all alive, kind of thing. And like, I just get it, like, you're dead. I'm not. <laughs> it doesn't help that you changed your name on Facebook so they can't find the old person either. No, this would be before I changed my name. Oh, is it? This would be before I changed my name, yeah. Um, but yeah, they were just like, no, you're dead. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> And it was like, it was people that, you know, the people that we, we grew up with, our mutual friends, we kind of grown apart from and not speak to and stuff. And yeah, it was just like, not spoke to anyone we went to school in like 10 years or something, but apparently I got stopped and killed in a pub. I'm telling you, some mum and dad. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so is that, is that among the effects? No, that's just gossip. But, <laughs> but it can, that's what I'm saying. But you see what I mean? It can create yeah, that false yeah, memory. Yeah, yeah. Um, it creates a memory that's not even necessarily true. A rumour can create a memory because they might go, I remember that in the news. You know, all it takes is someone to go. I remember that being in the news about you, and it's like then it becomes an implanted memory that they create themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's you know? that it's that um, not confirmation bias, but that kind of group mentality of like. But don't know, but I'm sure I read it. Don't you remember it being in the Yorkshire Evening Post? Yeah, yeah, I remember because you don't sound like yeah, an yeah, idiot. Yeah. So you go, no, no, yeah, you don't want to call your mate out for being an idiot or being Happens. stupid. So you go, yeah, yeah, I, I remember it in paper as well, even though you don't, but you kind of buy into the story. And it happens all the time. So you, in a group, someone will go, someone will be so certain. It's kind of group thinking. It's someone will be so certain. That the rest of the group you're, will follow. You're 50 50, and someone's like, no, this is definitely what happened. It's like, all right, okay. Well, they're definitely, I'm, I'm 50 50, but they're definitely, they must be right. And that now becomes your memory very right. quickly. Uh, so, yeah, next. I'm gonna go while we're keeping the the whole thing of people remembering things differently. Um, King Henry VIII's portrait. Yeah. To be honest, I saw this and I just overlooked it because I honestly don't have an opinion. I don't remember either or either either side of it. I never really thought about this until it came up in my research. Where it was like, I remember that in a school textbook. So do you want to tell people what it is first? Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, there's a famous <coughs> portrait of King Henry VIII standing up in the black and white, like, paddy, whatever you call that costume, is it? Um, and he's holding a turkey leg. Apparently, we're never holding a turkey leg in that picture. What is it holding? It's not holding anything. Because, for me, it sounds utterly ridiculous that it was holding a turkey leg. Why in the blue fuck would you, as a king, get a portrait holding a turkey leg? I, I remember, I don't know why, but as soon as I saw this uh, in this last week researching it, and I sat there and went, I remember that from the school textbook. It's never popped up in my life before, but it's just kind of like, I don't know, like, 
I saw that image and some deep dive into my memory just went, there it is, remember it. We see it, there it is. And I remember thinking at the time, like, you're going, oh, why would hold a turkey And I was thinking, I remember at the time looking at it and thinking that was, um, or my, I, I remember thinking, or my teacher explained it, that um, he was holding a turkey leg to show like his wealth and his gluttony that um, he could have he could afford to stand here with his like, like people are starving and people have food but he's he's a king and he's he's got food. But can uh, a bag of gold or because big people can't eat gold. Yeah, no, but so like, I can um, buy sixty-five turkey legs. Yeah, but no, but he was kind of in this resplendent <coughs> garb. Right. It was in this resplendent garb and, and in this resplendent setting, and he's holding a turkey leg as a sign. And I remember it just—I can't remember if my teacher said it or I remember thinking that that's a that's a fucking big dick energy moment. That's like a massive flex. Like I, I've fucking I've got turkey dickheads. You know, you're all fucking scrabbling for scraps, and I've got this shit. Um, and I, I remember that turkey leg being in the picture, but I've never thought of that picture until I saw it. Like, for so, me, that that sounds like it's it's a tough one, that because you could easily create a false recollection. Yeah. Oh, easily. I, I, I admit that I could be, but it's like, it's not something that's come to my brain before or something yeah. I've thought because the fuck do I think of anything there? Apart from like the well, the roses, you know, white rose all the way. Um, the least black <laughs> but it's not apart from water roses I don't really think about the Tudors at all like that about yeah, yeah. everyday life and whatnot. but then I saw the picture like no no I, I remember that from school I remember that being in a textbook at school could again though could that just be a false it feels like a false recollection because it's not something that you've gone everyday gone I, I know this I've, like if you see something in a movie that you've seen ten times like Star Wars where you can simply go that's fucking bullshit. He does not have a silver fucking leg. Yes, exactly. He does not have a silver fucking leg. I've watched that film a million times. I've had all the fucking toys. <laughs> he does not have a silver fucking leg. If I'm seeing a picture once, ten years ago, it's very easy where you can go. Do you know that's false for a collection? Yeah, it is. But this, uh, is, this is where I'm a bit on the fence with this one because I'm kind of like, as soon as I saw, it, I like, boom, instantly remembered this school memory. But I'm like, it's memory at Lawnsworth. I'm like. Yeah, no, I remember it being like that. But I am wondering if that's a tainted memory, isn't it? We're telling you we used all the turkey leg and you're going, yeah, I remember that picture. When you see the picture, you recognise it. It's a very subtle difference. I, and you go, yeah, but I remember it with a turkey leg. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And it's like, is that because I actually genuinely do remember the movie? Or is that that I am spent a week researching Mandela Effect and it's turning my bias and I'm starting to go down a rabbit hole here so I'm like yeah yeah I remember that now I remember a rabbit like I don't know <laughs> but you know what I mean it is that kind of yeah. like am, am, I, am I buying into this theory and now my brain's starting to remember things because your brain is your own worst enemy at fucking times I'm looking at depression <laughs> uh, so we do another one go on what's next um, I'm good uh, I'm going to leave just because and we're going to go for this one because of the message you sent me today and I went you've been mandelaged <laughs> it, I think it was two days ago I think it was oh, I said it, but yeah yeah yeah. you, you mandelaged me in my message yeah so you sent me the so basically so let's say in the context of the message we was talking about the YouTube channel um, at the time of filming this we've got two videos up yes um, we've I got know. I think we've got six in the vault 
This will be the sixth in the vault. This will be the sixth one in the vault. This is, this is where anyway, we're filming episode six while episode two is up <coughs> and live. Um, and I was saying, like, oh, we're about like the, the views we've got. And also, we're looking at a new channel. We're looking at the views. We're looking we don't at have many, so fucking sort of out. We're looking at the views and seeing, seeing how we're going and, and what we can do and talk about how we can get it. And I said, um, don't worry about it. We've got something good here. I think we've got something great. Don't worry about the views straight away. Build it and they will come. Let's build the channel and the views will come. But I said, build it and they will come. And you went, ha, ah, dickhead, you be Mandela. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, Field of Dreams. <laughs> Amazing Kevin Costner. Um, hey, everyone says it's a Kevin Costner film. Right? Well, he's a star, the lead. I, I, I always think of it as a James Earl Jones film. He's as important. I, he's, he's, I think he's the biggest star in Like Kevin Costner's just there as a narrative device. It's James Earl Jones. It's the story in the. But yeah, anyway. I am your father. That's actually that's two that he's in. <laughs> yeah, it's him. It's James Earl Jones. He's the Mandela effect. We need to fucking link it to him somehow. Um, so in Field of the Dreams, uh, Kevin Costner says, "Build it," and he. No, no. Is he sat one? One night, just about dusk, yes. it's day twilight, he's sat looking over his cornfield as a farmer, and he hears this whisper on the wind that says, build it and he will come. Uh, build it and they will come. And he's like, what? What? And I think it happens a couple of times, build it. And then the whole town, the whole film is the town thinking he's crazy, because he just wipes out an entire field of crops that he needs because his farm's on his ass. To build a baseball field. And he, he, he wipes out a full, whole field of corn or something like that to build a baseball field. And when he builds it, out the corn come all these ghosts of baseball legends. I think. Yeah. I'm not a big baseball fan, we're not American, sorry, but. We've got cricket, that'll do me. Yeah, so it's baseball legends, so kind of, I'm assuming, kind of like Babe Ruth type thing and whatnot. Uh, the names mean not to me, but. And then um, all these players come out and play baseball, and these girls come and play, and he sits and watches them, and no one else can see them, if I remember it rightly. I can't remember. Him and his kid just watching, his wife's going, What? You've got fucking nuts, what are you doing? And there's like him and his kid watching these girls play, these legends play baseball, and. They're on some some, ayahuasca stuff. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) His wife's going, I'm fucking, get the doctor up here now. That's an empty film. My my husband and my kid are laughing, and they've seen all the girls. And then it ends with his dad come out yeah. onto the field and speak to him, and then James Earl Jones just walks off into the corn with him and dies. <laughs> no, not see you think like I just think it's Star Wars every time he's Jones. Yeah, um, but or coming to America either one. But yeah, so the point is the line is build it and they will come because all these ghosts of baseball yeah. legends come and, and play on his field every night, and then every. I think every I think two or three come and then more and more come every night. Yeah. All the other guys like, dude, we've got a pitch, let's go. But the Mandela effect is build it and he will come. The build it for his father, which is meaning his yeah. father's coming, and and that makes sense in the context. But they come as well. Yeah, and, and that's what we were saying previously about life is like a box of chocolates, mm-hmm. or life was like a box of chocolates. When you see, if one person came. You'd say he will come make sense. It's singular, but our brains looks at a plural looks at loads of them coming. So it's like 
if you build it, they'll come. They'll come. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I just think again, this is just one of those where internet memes have all got it wrong, um, and that doesn't really help when people read an internet meme. But yeah, but because um, they play a big part in this Mandela effect as internet, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. But um, I just think it's again, it's our brains going. I'm seeing on screen more than one, and he's seeing one. But my eyes are seeing something, so my brain's saying it has to be more than no, one. No, but but for me, when it's a builder and he will come, I think I don't. I've not seen this film in about twenty fucking year. Um, I probably should have watched it before we filmed this episode. But I remember it's it's. Didn't they have like two or three people on the pitch for a game? Like having a warm up and then there's four or five goals the next day, then seven or eight the next Still day. Still one. And then the come out with full team and stuff. And it's like, it's sort of like two months. He's watching these goals come every night. And then at sunrise, he goes, see you, Paul, thanks for the field. And, just, and then it's like 20 or 30 games they've been playing. Then his dad turns up. So it's still, they will come. It's it's still you need them to be there for his dad to get there he, yeah, but, it, but it's all, to say he will come if you build it and he will come it's a case there's all sorts of other movies where or all sorts of parts of life where lots of things have to happen for you to get to the point of where you want to yeah be. you need all them to appear for his dad to appear yeah, and so, but, but also it's like oh yeah he will come so he'll speak to you and your dad will speak to you you can sort of say, you get some kind of closure done from his dad's yeah. death and, and their relationship and whatnot. and it's, it's a brilliant fantastic film but then that he will come and be close like well I would one you didn't need all those baseball players there you need those legends there they had nothing to the they were just like woohoo got a feet one you'd have to fucking dick because why didn't you just come first and why you had to put yourself into nearly economic ruin he needed the psychokinetic energy Ghostbusters experience <clears throat> yeah you'd have to dick and make you put your farm in almost absolute ruin <laughs> just to say I'm proud of you son I did love you um, and what the fuck is that thing with James Earl Jones he's alive and just walks into a corner and he's dead now right, okay. where's his body let's, let's <laughs> not try and make sense sorry of <laughs> deconstructing shit movies is going to be a different YouTube channel <laughs> we're talking about a line <laughs> he for, for me personally I can completely understand why he and they change because Someone's looking at many on screen. You've seen all these legends come in. These are not just like, oh, it's not like the 1938 New York Mets or whatever. This is like legendary baseball players over the last hundred years or something stupid. You know, the, the, you get to see the ghosts of baseball players that never, they'd be like the ultimate dream team that you'd never get to see because they were 50 years apart or something stupid. So to me, it, it, it's they. But I can see why Bill and he will come as your father, but then they come because she's yeah. people change it today because you see all these legends that were never So so for me I can see this is quite an easy one. It's mm-hmm. not like some of the others which are really difficult to explain. If I, again, if I try to put things into a logical perspective, what my eyes and brain see is more than one and therefore they makes more sense than he. Yeah, I mean I I don't buy your explanation from Forrest Gump because is his grammatically correct? Was he just grammatical nonsense? However, he could have been writing it because he's, he's selling. No, I, I, I don't. I, I know what I know. What people prefer. I don't buy it. I, I, no, I, but this I can see as yeah. Bolin, he will come and then 
there's a dozen ghosts before his dad turns up, so the collective consciousness has changed here for they. I can buy that. That makes more sense than the shit you're peddling on Forrest Gump. Hey, I'm trying to <laughs> I didn't say I bought it. I'm just trying to give an explanation. I have to try and... I say stuff on this channel which I don't even believe because I've tried thinking oh, of the side of the story. There's a lot of times I play devil's advocate just for the sake of the, of the story and stuff, but yeah, that, 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 you know that Forrest Gump explanation of bollocks. Um, but I can buy this one. Fucking help you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keeper rates his movies. Okay. Tom Cruise's risky business. You're gonna have to tell me because I don't know. I don't remember the film. Well, that's a shit one then. But I remember the scene. Okay. And the scene's been parodied so many times. But it comes out in like pants and a shirt and socks and just slides into the doorway and starts dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the scene. Yeah. You don't know the film, but you know the scene. Uh, and the thing is, you're going to be careful here, because you could tell me anything and then that will become part of my memory, because I don't fucking remember it very well at all. I'd have to YouTube it. Um, but this were a 1983 classic, so we were like two when it came out. Um, so but, I remember it well. But it dances around in a collared shirt, uh, wide fronts and socks, right? It's that famous scene where he slides in and yeah, starts yeah. singing and stuff. We all know the scene. Um, it's been parodied so many times. Um, but he was wearing sunglasses, he was wearing white socks, white white fronts, white shirt and sunglasses, and slides in and starts singing. Apparently we're never wearing sunglasses. I honestly don't remember. I've never seen the film, to be fair. I know the scene because it's been parodied so much. Is that the problem? Right. So I think the problem on this one, this is why I'm going to debunk this one, is that uh, the scene, the, I know the scene, I don't know the film, but I know the scene because of all the parodies and people copying it and stuff. Yeah. Um, every parody is wearing sunglasses. Now, do I remember the scene? Is it? Well, I don't remember the scene, but is that scene because he's wearing sunglasses? Do we, do we collectively as a race, as a species, remember wearing sunglasses? Because all the parodies have it. Let's be honest. You're, or do the parodies wear sunglasses because he did? But, or, or alternatively, is it likely that you're going to have seen a, a five minute, a two minute parody scattered for years and years? I don't think it's two minutes. I think it's like a 30 second scene. But if someone parodies that 50 times. And they're wearing sunglasses. First person parody and wears sunglasses. The next person wears sunglasses. The next one, the next one, the next 50 wear sunglasses. We remember that scene with sunglasses now. Yeah. Although he never wore them. But you don't even necessarily, as you said, you've not watched the movie, but you've seen the scene. Yeah. But that scene can take a, because of parodies, it can take a whole... Yeah. I, I don't think this is a Mandela effect. And I put I already put this in, just as a, as a case of where some things are Mandela effects, like C-3PO's fucking silver leg, and other things like this, are just that someone parodied the scene. It was an iconic scene. Someone parodied it and wore sunglasses in it. So everybody else that's part of the scene after has worn sunglasses. So now we equate sunglasses with the original scene where you never wore them. I agree. Um, so I thought I'd put this in as an important point to go, this isn't so much a Mandela effect. This is a, a collective consciousness thing. I've got another one as well, which we'll mm -hmm. definitely dovetail into this one. Right. Um, Sally Field's Oscar acceptance speech. I loved you. Uh, you like me. You really like me. Yeah. Is that so, the one? Yeah. yeah. So... People remember her saying, you like me, you really like me. What she actually said was, I can't deny the fact that you like me right now, you like me. Mm -hmm. The, you like me, you really like me phrase comes from the mask with Jim Carrey. Yeah. So, people... But he's 
parodying her speech. Yeah, but not not he's not paraphrasing. He's doing no, parody. he's parodying it exactly. Yeah, and people recollect from the mask, Jim Carrey saying, "You like me? You really like me?" Yeah, he does that, and people are going, "Oh, that's Sally Fields. That's yeah, the yeah, joke." Yeah. And but that's not what she said. No, that's what people recollect now because they've taken something that from a movie from Jim Carrey being. Yeah, I mean, as, as a fact. This, this is similar, it's not what I've got in my notes, but uh, this is a similar thing because I knew it was going to come up, is um, William Shatner never said being young Scotty. I know, and that took me by surprise because I always thought he did. Yeah, but it, 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 it was always Scotty 2 to being up, Scotty 3 yeah, to being yeah, up, yeah, and, yeah. Um, but it was just that being up Scotty came from a parody, I think. And it just kind of went, yeah, that's something he says, he says that. Yeah. Um, they've taken the piss out of themselves and said being up Scotty since since the, the since hand, they yeah, have. yeah yeah I've got and it took me by surprise re- realised because um, we started generation versus being up Scotty uh, and he goes oh he's not there is he anymore oh I don't maybe not generation I think it's the new Star Trek the is it? the Calvin timeline with Chris Pine and Simon Pegg I don't know where they said being up Scotty I think but, do they threw that in just because it's I've definitely seen them taking the piss out of themselves and, yeah. Scott- and, and, and Willie Shepard said being up Scotty and you know he's taken the piss a bit yeah. after the fact and it's that thing as well that um, I think someone did the math I'm going to go off a bit of a tongue but someone did the math and you're statistically more likely to survive if you're a red shirt on original track right <laughs> but we have this thing that oh he's got a red shirt he's going to die this week but you're more statistically if you look at people in the colour uniforms they're in the original track you're more likely to survive if you're in a red shirt where we always think oh the away team red shirt uh, he's going to die away team red shirt definitely yeah and it, it's a thing like next generation where they mention someone by them and go never heard his name before he's going to be dead in half hour <laughs> and that's true that works but um, yeah there's always seen that red shirts die um, in the original track and it's you're more statistically if you look over the entire run you're more statistically to stay alive well, you're, in a red you're shirt. a much bigger um, Star Trek fan than I am but yeah, I think that like this, this you love me, you really love me is just kind of like we're saying there, parried in the Tom Cruise risky business scene, parried Jim Carrey parried in Sally Field's Oscar speech, and then this this kind of beam me up Scotty just became a a line that was made up in the public consciousness yeah. and just kind of went, do you know what we're, we're gonna? It was never in Star Trek, but we're gonna start using it now and just for fun. Um, and I think that that's the same thing. I don't think these are Mandela effects. I think these are, uh, like Risky Business is the parody, wear the sunglasses and then every party after wears the sunglasses. Sally Fields is the same. Um, Sally Fields is the same. It's Jim Kenny made that joke, that was the Oscar speech, so you knew it was Sally Fields but it was paraphrasing and parodying it. Yeah. And that's become the, the zeitgeist now I think. I think so. Yeah. One. Right, so I've got two more left here. I, other than right. spelling, so I've got and, um, yeah, I mean, we, we've we got a couple more with spellings and stuff like um, Bernstein Bears or Bernstein Bears or Kit Kat with a hyphen. Coca Cola with a hyphen or not. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, which is, I, I don't know, we're not really. I think it's pernickety and, and not really worth going into. Um, but um, some people remember the Statue of Liberty being in a total different location. Well, okay. So the Statue of Liberty is on Liberty Island. Yeah. Um, and well, I'm, I'm the first person to admit I'm shit on geography, but 
I always thought the Statue of Liberty won Ellis Island. I don't know either way. Um, My joke was even worse than yours. But yeah, and there's some photos of people online of, on Ellis Island that there's no behind them and stuff like that. So this kind of goes into your theory earlier that when something changes in reality, it gets deleted, the material gets deleted. So there's people posing on Ellis Island and steps going to nowhere. Um, but yeah, I, I always thought it was on Ellis Island. I didn't, I, I didn't know Liberty Island existed until I started researching this topic. I just know the place where it is on the way to New York is a place I expected it to be. I've never thought it could be anywhere else. I don't know, the Statue of Liberty was a gift from the French. It was. Uh, it used to be bronze, but it's gone green over time. And it was on Ellis Island, because that's where all the immigrants came in and saw their liberties that came from Ellis Island. And the, the Irish and stuff went through immigration checks in the 20s. And I mean, I don't know how they, how they moved um, the Statue of Liberty around. No, they moved it. It was never on Ellis Island. No, no, but what I mean is, was there... Um, when they brought the Statue of Liberty over, did they take it directly to where it is and build it there? No, no, I, I, I think I remember it coming in by tugboat. So it could have had more than one location before it was planted? None of that has always been in America on Ellis Island because Ellis Island is where you come into New York on, like in the 1920s and stuff with, when all the Irish immigrants came in and whatnot. They came in through Ellis Island and, and that's where they got the, the papers to live right. in America and stuff. And it was Lady Liberty guided you to Ellis Island. Um, apparently she's never been on Ellis Island. She's always been on Liberty Island, which I've never heard of until this week. Has that been renamed? Is it two, two different locations? It's two, it, so you've got Ellis Island and off to the side of it you've got Liberty Island with just a statue on. Right. But, no, it's always been Lady Liberty welcomes the Irish into Liberty into Ellis Island where they get the papers and stuff not she's up to the side over there somewhere well god this is only burning your brain because I don't um, know yeah this <laughs> really this really freaked me out like no she's always been like she was the the Irish were fleeing to America and Lady Liberty welcomed to Ellis Island and they, and doc, they docked at Ellis Island and, and, and yeah apparently it's, and I didn't know that she's on Liberty apparently she's on Liberty Island but I'd never heard of Liberty Island until this week. So that, that's really fucking... You're having a conversation with no one here. Yeah, I'm no, I'm having a conversation with no one here. But uh, any, anyone else in the comments, please back me up. Um, I'm, just, I'm just nodding, because I don't know. I have no idea about this at all. And, and the last one I've got is uh, a little heart back to last week's episode okay. with the moon landings. Ooh, okay. Neil Armstrong. Yes. Good luck, Miss Gagoski. Yes. Do you remember that line? That's what he said. Yeah. Do you know why he said it? Actually, no, no, you don't, that's what he said. Never said it. Did he say that to Capcom? As, uh, apparently, as he was getting back into the lander, so he did the, yeah. comes down, one small step for man, uh, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, does the moonwalk, Go yeah. back in, and this is going back. Not up the Michael Jackson movie. No, no. But as he's going back up the steps, he says, "Good luck, Mr. Gorski." Apparently, he never said it. What? Yeah. There is no evidence of Neil Armstrong saying, "Good luck, Mr. Gorski." 
to be fair, I've only probably seen in transcript or someone's transcript. There's no transcript from NASA, we were saying, Mr. Gorski. This is, um, from my research, it seems to be a kind of internet joke that was attributed to Neil and then people kind of picked up on it and it went viral and they liked it. And it's become that kind of, this is funny and great. And it's a wholesome story, so it's, we'll believe it's true, we'll pass it along. Um, but yeah, there, there's actually no evidence he ever said, good luck, Mr. Gorski. I thought <clears throat> that he radioed that in to Capcom. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know the, the context of why he said it, but he radioed it into Capcom saying, good luck. Just before they left the moon? Uh, yeah, just before they left the moon. He said it. Uh, I think we've, I've had just off his first moon, more conscious of leaving the moon. He said it. So uh, I thought it was just before he left the moon, he said it. I don't know the context of why it was said, or even what the in joke is, but. Uh, so apparently the story is um, about 10, 11 years old, Neil Armstrong was playing catch or ball in his yard, whatever. Right. And uh, the ball went over into the neighbour's garden. And uh, he went to go, he climbed over the fence to get his ball back before the neighbours saw him. And he, he heard Mr. and Mrs. Go- he heard Mrs. Gorski shouting, Oral sex, you want oral sex? You'll get oral sex when the kid next door walks on the moon. <laughs> so, as he was leaving the moon, he said, Good luck, Mr. Gorski. <laughs> You've only been waiting 30 years. <laughs> You've been waiting 30 years for your blow job. But uh, good luck, Mr. Gorski. Um, At least I actually get sick of teeth out. like a vacuum cleaner. Okay, now. But yeah, it's... Uh, That's got to be fake then. I mean, it wouldn't have said that. It's, it, 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 like, the story came out, apparently the story came out 10 years after he landed on the moon. He... he Constantly dodge questions. Why do you say good luck, Mr. Gorsky? Oh, you don't mind that. It's no worry about it. I, don't know. I want to talk about this and when we did this and then and he just kind of moved it. And it came out like 10 years later why he said it. Um, he thought it was quite funny, but um, it got a bit of a bollocking off NASA when NASA asked what it was. Obviously, quite fucking what Gorsky sounds like a Russian name. Mm-hmm. Are you sending some fucking coded message to commies or whatever? And uh, he's like, no, no, it would just, my neighbour gets a blowjob tonight. <laughs> you know, um, and he just thought, well, funny. And it, that, that didn't fit with his clean cut, yeah, all American yeah. image. Um, like, you can't be, you can't be a, 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 the, the spirit of American, clean cut, and valedictorian, all American, white suburban picket fence. We're talking about blowjobs on the moon. You can't do just that, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the, the thinking is this isn't actually a Mandela effect. This is just a good joke. an internet <laughs> yeah. joke, an internet story that was made up. But we've all heard it so much that we, even though we don't like you, you didn't know what the context behind the say what. No, it's true. You just know he said it. It's true, don't it? I heard it. I heard it <laughs> on the internet. I want it to be true and I want Mr. Gorski to have got his blowjob. I hope he got his blowjob. I hope Mr. Gorski got his blowjob. Everyone deserves a blowjob. <laughs> but yeah, this is, um, yeah, this is, this is something that um, people don't 
no one's really alive to remember it happening. Um, if we see the footage now, it's changing like the Mandela effect, or the footage changes it not. Is this story a kind of fortune thing that was made up, and we were all just. It's a good, wholesome story, and it's fun. A wholesome gobble. A wholesome gobble, <laughs> you know, I mean, I hope Mr. Gorski finally got what he wanted after 30 years. Um, Something came in at a tea set. I just think it's a fun way to, to finish the evidence. <laughs> But when I mentioned it, you went, yeah, he said, good luck, Mr. Gosling. He did, he did. But, but now, I'm, now I'll set the story going, hmm, did he? <laughs> did he really? It probably <laughs> sound like something he would say. The, the pinnacle of human endeavour got congratulated from a nine-year-old Jewish woman giving a blowjob. <laughs> good luck, Mr. Gosling. Yeah. I can't imagine. Hey, it wasn't mum walking on the room, it was a, a Jewish woman giving a blowjob. I just said gobble, 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 so someone's going to look at gobble, 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 Mr. Gosky. Oh dear. Right then, I, I love that the, the pinnacle of human achievement is not mum walking on the moon, it's a Jewish woman giving a blowjob. It's the pinnacle of human achievement. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you waited 30 years, it'll be the best thing he's ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I thought that was a fun thing to end the evidence. I don't anymore. So there's there, there are hundreds more, literally. Oh god, we could go like we mentioned Kit Kat and Bernstein Bears and Ford and Ford, uh, Curious George, Cheetos, Cheetos. Um, there's, there's, there's so many. We'd, we'd be here all fucking night. Um, but, but to be fair, it's fucking late. You don't know the time. Yeah. it's <laughs> late enough. I think we've covered enough to to give some substance. To what we're talking about. Yeah. Before we start going into some possible explanations, mm-hmm. um, one one thing for fun, you can take an online test about the, about the um, how, how you deep, being how deep you are into the Mandela hole. It's called www.alternatememories.com forward slash test hyphen yourself. Yeah, um, beyond that. When I went into this, it's asking me some really obscure questions, and it said. You are deep in the Mandela hole. So I support. I am very much Mandela according to this website. Um, Did you turn on a Saturday? Uh, no, I took it on Thursday. Oh, no, I just went to the Mandela holes at different holes of the K-hole, you know me, on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> on the double double Mandela hole. <laughs> but go test yourself and see if you've been Mandela'd. Um, the, the one thing I do want to say before we go talk about some explanations is... People were saying that it was the 1980s where they got the idea or the thought that Nelson Mandela had died in prison. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to find something around Nelson Mandela. Now, do you remember when Freddie Mercury died and they had that big concert at Wembley in his name and we had like yeah. George Michael and everyone came out with mm-hmm. John and it's just like, here's here's something in the memory of, oh, of, Freddie. of Freddie yeah. Mercury. And then we had Live Aid, for you know, this is it basically we're doing it for something. This, this it's for someone. It's for something. It's for an event. People are dying. This that, and the other. Well, in 1988, on June 11, 1988, Wembley Stadium, they had a 70th birthday tribute, but it wasn't his 70th birthday. Right. Nelson Mandela was still in prison, but they held this big concert for him. Is this where we got the song "Free Nelson Mandela"? I think. so so I'm, trying, I'm really shit at singing. I'm sorry I had to experience that, but but it, it was it's also referred to as the Freedom Fest or the Free Free Nelson Mandela concert. But 
it went to 600 million people around the world. Right. Okay, so it's broadcast. Now, normally, when you see one of these events and the person it's looks someone deceased, there, someone dead or something's happened to them. So yeah, like the Freddie Mercury tribute concert that raised money for AIDS because that's yeah. what he died of. Or and 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 you know, the only thing I can think of is if people have seen this concert and taken it out of context, not knowing what it was for. I, just, I, I think I think we're gonna hijack your point here, but I think if we've seen if people have seen two three concerts in a row that are kind of benefit concerts, I think. Is the right word for them? Well, let's not look. Freddie Mercury wasn't until 1991. No, no, after, but, no, but you've got but, yeah. benefit concerts yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of like, you know, Freddie Mercury's died, we're doing this in terms of AIDS, so and so's died, we're doing this in terms of this. And you've got Live Aid and all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, and like, well, Live Aid wasn't for anyone dead. But, Live Aid was for family in Africa and, and stuff. But it, but it wasn't for someone who's there alive in the stadium, you know, it's, 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 it was for people who were dying today, yeah. they stopped them from dying. Um, so, yeah, you've seen these benefit concerts and you relate them to someone who's dead. And you've got a free Nelson Mandela uh, Nelson Mandela concert or benefit in in from Nelson Mandela tribute birthday to, to his seventieth birthday. So a tribute birthday. Have you we've seen all these concerts where people have died and we have a <coughs> concert in their memory to raise money for something around them. Then oh, it quite easily be mistaken for oh, he died at sixty five, but this would have been his seventieth birthday, so we're gonna have a a concert to raise money for something that was close to him. But this is the closest I can get, in the same way that, I, that you know, where we could say we're having a conversation where, did you see that Mandela concert? Yeah, 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 it was brilliant, brilliant. But was that because he was dead? And you don't know, but it's like, I'm pretty certain he's dead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, all, all the concerts nowadays were someone, when you've got someone's name on a concert, it's cost the dead and they're raising money for, you know, Freddie Mercury dies, so they raise money for AIDS. Mandela died, so they raise money for South Africa. And, so, and so it could easily be a case of someone goes, well, what's it? I don't really know the context. I don't know how it's it It's association it. memory. Like you associate yeah, a benefit yeah. concert with death, therefore he must have been dead. But this is the closest. And like, oh, is he sent, oh, he sent his birthday concert. Yeah, because he'd have been sent today, wouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, and he wasn't you know, free. If he was still alive, if he was still alive, he'd be sent today. Because he wasn't free. No, no. At that point, so they were still in prison. So this is closest that. So I was trying to think of why. In the, why would people in the eighties think he was dead? And this is the closest thing I could think of is a big concept in his name. Yeah. Um, it's not being seen. Yeah, he's, he's not in the public eye. You know, it's like oh no, he's still alive. Yeah, you're telling us that, but you won't let us see him. And so I just think potentially. Not for everybody, because I think it's, it could have gone its own arms and legs, but potentially this could be the reason why people think I, he might die. No, I, I, do you know what? I can completely buy that saying that post-event information is information that you learn after an event that can change your memory of an event. So this is where you talk about pulling a memory up and overriding it. Yeah. Um, this includes event subtle information and helps to explain why eyewitness testimony can be unreliable. Massively unreliable. So many people gone death row in America through eyewitness testimony that no. you cannot know for certain at all. Um, and the third one I've got is priming. Priming? So priming describes the factors leading up to an event that affects our perception of it. Also called suggestibility or presupposition. Priming is the difference between asking how short a person is versus how tall a person is. Saying, did you see the black car? Oh, yeah. Instead of saying, a black car 
makes a subtle suggestion that influence response and memory. So if, I go, if I go, did you see a black car tonight? No, no, I don't think I did. Oh, did you see the black car tonight? So, like, oh yeah, I saw the black car. Because it was definitely there, because you said the black car. I said the black car, yeah. not a black car. So you, you see that. Yeah. So these, these are all priming post-event information and confabulation, all things that can be put to Mandela effect. You know, um, we we have gaps, confabulation or gaps in our memory that um, mirror, mirror on the wall is something we remember being taught. And, yeah. You know, so it's confabulation, our brain's filling gaps in. Pre-event information is going well. It, it's always been mirror mirror. It's always been magic mirror. So like we're 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 rejecting that, um, and the priming is going well. Do you know when it says magic mirror in Snow White? Remember that. Rather than going, what does the evil queen say to the mirror? Or she says mirror mirror. Or priming a bit. Do you remember when the queen says magic mirror? That's why they can't use that in questioning. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Because you're leaving, why, you're leaving, wit you're yeah. leaving the witness and stuff in court. So that I, I thought that were um, important to bring out um, the, the way there's three different ways that memory work. Well, I, I want to just just um, go a little bit more on false memory before we go on to more because I found this as being really interesting. So um, when we're talking about creating a false memory, it's um, you may not know, but there's, there's something called the, the Bologna Railway Station Clock. So, I know what you're on about. Okay, but so I can't remember it. <laughs> in the in the this is the train station, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Well, it's a railway station, so yeah. So uh, wasn't wasn't it not blown up? Kind of. So in the 1980s. A terrorist bomb at Bologna railway station in Italy briefly stopped the main station clock. It was repaired and worked normally for many years. And when it stopped due to ordinary mechanical failures, we decided then to leave the clock broken and say it's too expensive to repair. And just yeah. set its hands to the time the bomb exploded years earlier as like a monument. Yeah, yeah, like a yeah. I said, that's a nice touch. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. But what happened next is extraordinary. We can't afford to repair it, so we'll just move the hands around to the minute the this terrorist attack yeah. happened and yeah. that's a that's a constant memorial yeah. that's nice so, but what happened next is extraordinary people who had been using the station for years including staff were then sure the clock had been stopped the entire time they'd never even seen it work a detailed study was conducted and it was found to be an early instance of collective false memory or what we call today the Mandela effect mm -hmm. so the clock worked for a while then it stopped on its own put it back to the normal time and even staff there was like well that's been stopped the whole time so that was a collective false memory for everybody. This is kind of, um, I can't remember the name, it's some, someone please put in the comments below because someone's going to know this. Um, it's the, um, I'm going to say London Zoo, you know I'm wrong, but it, it's the monkey, they say monkeys at London Zoo, right? And uh, they had a tree that kind of hung over that they could, they could climb it and get out right. of. So they put a uh, little like a taser box in. So to climb the tree, they got electrocuted and, and fell out of it. And as the generation monkeys went on, they move them on because conservation programs, you move yeah. them on and, and boss about. So they ended up with a generation monkeys where they bring a new monkey in and they go up climb the tree and the monkeys are pulling like, no, you don't go up there, you get hurt. Even though none of the monkeys had ever been electrocuted by the tree and the box was no longer there. 
That was learnt behaviour that yeah. we oh you don't look that you get this is kind of similar that like oh the clock stopped the minute it the minute the bomb went off the clock stopped even yeah. though it went on for years after it was just it's kind of it's I think it's kind of hopefulness and romanticism I see it as like me now especially in the age where we've got phones I don't pay attention to my environment at all mm-hmm. I'm. I'm more interested in things I'm interested in to fill the journey where I'm going than paying attention to my environment. Yeah. Um, and but what year was this in though? 1980s. So, so we, we didn't have... No, you're, no, you're not sat your phone playing fucking match three games and shit and, and no, whatever on phone. No, correct. But at the same time though, clearly, they've seen it just just got to the end in, in the same... Well, try to put this into, into, into English. So... There was a, an event, it blew up. They knew what time it blew up. The clocks worked the whole time, we got to the end, and they've just gone, uh, I probably saw it working 500 times, but. It's always been that, it's always been on that minute though, hasn't it? Why, why, why is the clock wrong? Oh, because that's when the bomb blew up. That makes sense. It must have been there the whole time. It must have been there the whole time. I'm sure I remember it turning. No, 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 it must have been, must have been. And what we yeah. were saying before, when we were like, you have a conversation, go, well, I'm not really sure, but then someone goes, no, no, that's, that's, that's what... Oh, I, I don't think this is collective forced memory. I think this is collective buying into the narrative. Either way, it's a great explanation. Yeah, either way, it's just like, oh, it's always been that way, therefore, it, I'll buy that narrative. I, I might have been wrong. I'm sure I remember it working. No, no I must be wrong. If, if nobody else remembers it not working, then I, I must be wrong in it. And... But just before it's kind of like a confirmation bias. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, going to come to the next part and I'll tell you about it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about um, one of my, one of the things that I think happens a lot to a lot of people uh, because they can't wrap the brain around something and that's mm-hmm. a cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is, I think it, this needs to be some of the, we were taught this in school. Um, My brain's I, no, no, I want to talk to university. I didn't know about coming yeah. because I went to university. I think this is something that should be taught in school. Um, we live in an age of social media and fake news, and I was like, like, we we should. I think at high school level, we should be taught what cognitive dissonance is. Correct. So it's very simple that if you've got a belief or a memory. And someone in the same way that we're going through today, we're fucking this silver lake. Yeah. <laughs> um, if if someone offers you evidence that contradicts your belief structure, your memories, and you fight that and go, that is not true. That's cognitive dissonance. And I see it a lot in faith. Um, I see it a lot in the world. And th- this is something that happens to a vast majority of people on the earth, and I don't even know they're doing it. Where I you believe something wholeheartedly you have a memory that's so deeply implanted that I go I've got evidence that all that well, is wrong and you fight it I, I think this Tim Minchin says it best in one of his songs where he says um, and I fucking love Tim Minchin by the way but um, he says in one of his songs that um, science is the observation of knowledge so that knowledge can be preserved faith is a denial of knowledge so that faith can be preserved uh, no, so knowledge is obvious not so that science could be observed, whereas faith is the denial of knowledge so that faith can be preserved. I get what you mean. Um, it's somewhat 
like that anyway. But um, yeah, and it is like that's cognitive dissonance in a nutshell. That is like I have my belief, I have my rhetoric, I have my dogma, my understanding, and anything that agrees with it, I'll accept and I will put into my argument and I will fight in order of it. Anything that doesn't agree with my narrative, I will ignore. And this is where this goes on to flat earthers, anti-vaxxers, COVID deniers, whatever subject you want to fucking pick. Um, that I'm one of those three. Yeah, but it, it goes up those ways. And it's not flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's that thing of like, oh, well, this, this evidence backs up my argument. Yeah, but you're taking one bit of evidence to back up. I've got 99 bits of evidence that disagree with you. No, no, they're not important. I, I'm not listening. I'm listening to this one bit of evidence here. And that's cognitive dissonance. Well, it's very simple. I've got a belief. You give me evidence to discount my belief. And I simply go, I'm not going to listen. Because it, it, my brain cannot understand that you're going to change my belief system. We're, we're showing a lot of cognitive dissonance tonight where this entire channel is based around show us evidence and we will change our opinion. And we've got evidence that C3 pros always have a silver leg and we're going, no, no we didn't, no we didn't. Well, <laughs> that's cognitive dissonance right there. Well, the thing is, I'll bow to my cognitive dissonance, you know. I'll bow, I'll bow to it because the evidence is there. Even if you're aware of your cognitive dissonance, then you can... You can kind of fight it in a way. If it, well, I don't want to conclude yet. But one, sorry about that, guys. Battery died. <laughs> <laughs> I can't recall there for some fucking reason. So we're talking. Don't we're talking cognitive dissonance and C three PO's off legs. So again, I don't want to get to my conclusion very quickly, but I will have to bow on the on C three PO's, even though my brain is going, this is nonsense. The things I see with my eyes are C3PO. But you know like. that's your cognitive dissonance. Yeah, I can You're aware that that's yeah. what it is. Even though it doesn't sit right, it doesn't feel right, and I think it smells but like shit, I can see he's got a silver leg on my own eyes. So I, I read some some people on some blogs and stuff about the Mandela effect and person on it, and they were saying they recollect 100%, no, no qualification whatsoever, certain things happening in a certain way, their mind is set about their personal life mm -hmm. um, and then they found contradictory evidence photo evidence about what they staunchly remember without failure first hand accounts of what they actually they were there and it happened they were there and it happened and the they saw photo evidence, photo is evidence which, which contradicts everything they thought and they had a massive con they, they had cognitive dissonance to the point of they couldn't even believe what they were seeing mm -hmm. so but and they then started questioning well that picture must be doctored because they couldn't get over it yeah they couldn't get over the fact that I believe my I saw that I was there I saw that and this picture says different yeah and, and they couldn't get over it mm. um, and that was basically and then they I've seen a lot of accounts where we're about uh, JFK with the the six seater rather than four seater and I've seen a lot of people giving eyewitness accounts going I know we said earlier eyewitness testimony is, is unreliable and stuff but in the terms of cognitive dissonance, I've seen people go, no, no, it would have forced a car that went past me. I was there, I was stood the side of the road. I was there when JFK got shot, and well, not when he got shot, but like two streets up. And it would have forced a car that passed. And then when you see the footage, it's a six-seater car, like that, that, that what the car I saw go past, that. And it's that cognitive, how do you 
there's video footage there that says this is the truth. But you were there and you saw it and it won. How how do you how does your brain realign that? I think and this is the thing, uh, and this I don't want to uh, I don't want this to be a light conversation. I know this is probably the deepest one we're gonna have with cognitive dissonance because it's really, really difficult and it affects people in a huge thing. But cognitive dissonance is a big part of the Mandela. I think the hardest thing with this is that we, we <coughs> talk about cognitive dissonance and how it affects everyone and stuff and, and we can talk about it in a in a general sense. But it cognitive dissonance is personal. Mm-hmm. So for us to sit here and talk about like, oh it's cognitive dissonance and, and just throw it away as cognitive dissonance, I, I don't want to do because what you feel and what you've lived is, is your lived experience, it's your life, it's personal to you and it's important to you. So for two drunk Yorkshiremen to sit on camera and piss all over everything you, you think is real is, is not what I want to do. No. And, and, and that's why I was saying it's important that you know, we, we picked up the, cult, the pop culture stuff here, mm-hmm. but people have genuine Mandela effect issues, personal issues, personal life problems, mm-hmm. and they're having real conflict. Um, <clears throat> because we're just talking about the most popular stuff here. So, I, I well, like I said earlier, we're talking about the pop culture stuff because that's something that everyone can rally around. Because it's funny. And it's know? funny, and it's getting like we can all rally around the C3 cross over leg. I can talk about uh, the Tom Cruise scene and you, uh, the Tiananmen Square and you remember it differently to mm-hmm. what I do and, it, and it, it's a fun sort of thing but when we get to this thing where it's, it comes to the personal I'm we're going to give our closing statements in a bit and we're going to see on Does That Believe but I, I think it's really important to find out like Does That Believe is my personal opinion as everything Every episode we ever do is my personal opinion whether I believe or not. Um, but my this one I think it's really important to say that this one does not if I believe that it is or it isn't, it doesn't negate your personal experience, it doesn't negate your life. Your life is personally belongs to you and you own it and it's yours. I my my opinion on a fucking YouTube video does not fucking negate your existence and we're not here to do that. No, let's put it down to the point of this video is Mandela effect. The, the, the thought of something existing, you believe something exists in one way uh, and, and you've been shown that it exists in a different way and the idea of we're trying to say what are the possible ramifications, why does the Mandela effect possibly mm-hmm. exist? Uh, we could talk about cognitive distance for the entirety of this video, but mm-hmm. I just want to—I just wanted to say. I think we're really coming to the part. end of talking about it. To well, be honest, um, I want to get to some fun parts again, just yeah. to, just to lighten up. Well, you carry on. Grab that rum. You keep talking. Well, okay. While he drops, drops some rum. So there's a couple of things that don't really need to be talked about because we've already kind of talked about them. So you've got social reinforcement. Yeah. You know, we've got absent-mindedness, mm-hmm. um, where your brain fills in the blanks, yeah. like between one place and another, because it's so it it recognises patterns and goes. Well, the only way to get from there to there will be by this pattern, and, and we fill out fill out those patterns. Um, not paying close attention. I want to get to the, some of the other fun stuff now. Mm-hmm. Some of the other 
Not playing cards We could have not playing cards. I'd have fucking I'd played those toys. I watched those films. I would have known if C three had a silver fucking leg. Can't tell me I was not paying close attention. One of the other things. One of the other really interesting. I could have kind of um, had a bit of fun on this one, but it's time travellers. So the idea is that people are coming back from the past to observe the present, but by observing the present changes the present, so therefore the future changes too, just by them being here, like the butterfly effect. Yeah, I, I, I saw this explanation and I left it out of my notes um, because... Uh, there's a certain time travel I want to come to in a future episode. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and for all you watching who may know, I'm talking about a certain time traveller from a country that's never existed. And I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> um, I can quite honestly say it could happen, but we've got absolutely no evidence of time travel. Mm -hmm. um, ooh, the next one. I like the next one. Go on. The holographic universe. Ooh, this this is an interesting theory. So the idea is that the universe that we're in is a hologram or a simulation of such. Such as if we as humans, if we're the first humans, and then we're not part of this hologram, let's pretend that we are the first humans, we are going to get to the position in our civilization before we blow each other up of AI and so on where we can go well, well, how did civilization start and we will create a simulation but they, to create a simulation about where things start the people in that simulation wouldn't know that they're a simulation yeah. they get to the point of end of their simulation they create their own simulation they're going well where did we come from and it kind of goes on and on we're, 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 not, we're not the first simulation we're the 228 simulation yeah. um, this kind of buys into the Fermi paradox of the, um, how many planets can habitat life how many planets are on habitable life and why we've not seen them yet because they get to a certain point and they wipe themselves out mm. uh, and you know all those areas which is the zip zapping around the universe we're not seeing evidence of them because they all fucking wipe themselves out but they got to a point where before they wipe themselves they put themselves into a matrix and we did exactly the same which this kind of ties into a, another theory I read, uh, that the world ended in 2012, and, okay. and everything since 2012 is the Matrix. Where's the evidence? Uh, <laughs> just, um, it's, it's all the, the glitches and the fuck-ups, like we, we didn't really become aware of all these lines and like we Forrest Gump and C3PO's leg and Field of Dreams and stuff all came aware in 2012 like it just glitches in the matrix that we're in a simulation and we weren't aware that we're in a simulation and the world ended in 2012 and because the world ended there's this again this self-writing mechanism that just kept our consciousness and put it into some kind of simulation it's very matrix um, it's very I don't quite believe in it, but it kind of goes to the holographic universe. is very similar to the the world in 2012 theory. Then we're on a simulation still. I like this one. I'm going to read it word for word because I won't do it justice unless I do. It's only six lines. So projections from a higher dimension is one of the other theories. So 
If we're going Anunnaki, <laughs> if you project light from an n-dimensional world to a lower world, it appears in the lower one as if it had lost the dimension. An example would be shining a torch on a 3D ball creates a shadow on the wall, which has gone from 3D to 2D. Yeah. Okay. So, what would projection into our 3D world from a 4D world look like? Following the same logic, the math shows, maths shows, it would appear as a solid object. So from a 4D to a 3D, would it be in a 3D world? <clears throat> Since we can't interact or be aware of the fourth dimension, just as inhabitants of a flatland can't interact with a third dimension, it may be possible our 3D world is entirely made up of these higher dimensional projections. So we are nothing more than continuous projections from a 4D world. But isn't the fourth dimension, so three dimension is height, breadth and width. Mm -hmm. Isn't the fourth dimension time? I thought, well I thought we'd, we'd found seven or eight dimensions already. Yeah, but it's generally considered the fourth dimension is time. I think it means it's in a different way. I think she's trying to show... <coughs> we can observe time, we can see time, we can observe it, therefore we live in a fourth dimensional world. We have height, breadth and width. But time is, is a man-made construct. I do. No, uh, time is a natural construct. The measurement of time is a man-made construct. Putting time into 24 hours, hours a day, <laughs> 60 minutes, uh, 6 seconds a minute, 60 minutes an hour, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, is that, that's a man-made construct, that's a, that's a, but that's a way of man measuring time, it's like, it's like saying, oh we measure gravity in newtons, but gravity is a man-made construct, because man made the scale of measurement. But time is different, if we were living on the moon, or living on Mars, our time would be a completely different measurement. The universe will be measured in a different way. Yeah, this is why sci-fi has um, time, at least the decent sci-fi films has time measured in souls rather than days. Because we realise that, oh, we're going to have to have a, a central point of time. But time is not a man-made construct. The way of measuring time is a man-made construct. Yes. That's so I mean, 60 minutes in an hour, 60 hours, uh, 60 seconds in a minute, 68, uh, 60 minutes in an hour, 24 hours in a day, Three, six, five days in a year. But that's based upon the Earth's orbit. Yeah, yeah. that's a man-made construct. Yes. Time is is existing. It exists in physics. Well, time doesn't exist on the light exists. We base the time based upon the speed of light. Uh, atoms decaying. Uh, uh, uranium uh, radiation decay. We we can measure something's radiation by its, its uranium by its decay. But why does that be based on the time construct? Because it, 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 it's something that happens over a period, therefore time is a thing. But time's only measured in the way that we construct. Yeah, no, so the measurement of time is man made but time exists as a force. Different conversation, but okay. <laughs> time exists because like, you can't... Well, why, why, does, why does it take uh, a million years for a uranium isotope to decay? Well, time stops, time stops existing if you can go faster than light. Yeah, but nothing can go faster than light according to our science at the moment. But even though you don't have to go to possibly that, we, we know yesterday happened. Yesterday happened. It, well. You lived it, you experienced it, it happened. However, if you look back at the stars, what I can see to now, what, if I look at a star now, that is something from a million years ago. So yesterday yeah. didn't happen. 
to that star based upon the power. No, but yes, that happened to you. Um, so time exists. But if I get the car, I time travel. Right. No, you, you. Time exists. Time is a man-made construct. The measurement of time is a man-made. The way we measure time on Earth might be different to the way we measure time on Jupiter or in mm-hmm. different galaxies. Right. So the measurement of time, but time exists. Yesterday happened. You can't be that. Yesterday happened. That's fact. One of the uh, outside of time. Um, the <laughs> discussion we've just had. Yeah. <laughs> there's another one which says things are a bit more insidious and it's got nothing to do with universes parallel universes conflicts of time okay. it's actually an insidious government controlling the masses by doing specific manipulations so we're going like down the Bilderberg <clears throat> Majestic 12 shadow government here yeah in a kind of way so the idea is that um, it's just a psyop, a huge motherfucking psyop on the masses. That's Are you trying to tell me the Mandela effect is Montauk 2.0? <laughs> it's Montauk 17.0. One of the um, things that I found was actually it's a psyop by, by governments, mm-hmm. Western governments mainly, to control the masses. So if you have the idea of it's always been true. A certain thing's always been true, and the government says, "Well, actually, we own Google, we own all these sorts of things. We can change whatever we see fit." And they just put out little things to see how it, how you may interact with those minor changes. Um, and actually, it's a government construct. Trivial changes, like we just changing song lyrics or or, uh, or or the name or. Things like oh, that. Okay, so I, I can buy into that because we kind of touched on that in the Simpsons episode. Quite said, already, um, <clears throat> we kind of touched on that in the Simpsons episode when I said that uh, Rupert Murdoch's old Fox because uh, he realised streaming was the future and it was going to cost a lot of money to fucking compete in the streaming market and he still might lose, so he just sold all his entertainment stuff. But he kept the news and sports because he can tell people what to think. He can still control them, yeah. Right? But yeah, I get that. That you can change the Disney could change Magic Mirror and, and put that out from the vault and stuff, but you've still got videotapes from '92 where C3PO's got a silver leg. No, 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 no. no. You're, getting, you're getting the wrong side of it. So the controlling of the masses is not the content. Never the content's always been the same, but it's the opposite of the content. So C3PO's always has a silver leg, but you you put out ship up loads of content that says it's got a gold leg and see who buys into it or it's always been magic mirror but you've got loads of memes saying mirror mirror on the wall or you put out loads of website stuff and so you're kind of disinform- reverse disinformation campaign so you're reversing the truth yeah into something completely different just to see who bites who buys how much of the populace will buy into it how much of the people can have to control by oh, very simple things that's evil it's that evil is. But is that more logical than a fucking parallel universe? <laughs> more logical, no. More believable, yes. <laughs> but it still doesn't explain why I know C3 proud of fucking gold, like not a silver one. We have to talk... Well, we'll come to our conclusions, I suppose, but we have to do have to talk about, though, how much of your memory 
I struggle now to think of this. So, was my memory of C3PO Silver Lake and No, I Am Your Father based upon what I observed or what I was told? I don't know anymore. C3PO was always gold. I didn't know he had a silver leg until I got told he had a silver leg. Then I went back and watched the footage and look, he has a silver leg. No one's touched that fucking VHS tape in my attic. No one's it. He didn't have a golden, he didn't have a silver leg on that tape when I last watched it. And I got out of my attic. There's no fucking CIA agents coming and changed the tape and swapped it round. You know what I mean? It, but, but is that an observational issue for you? For me, we were talking earlier. We, we, we noticed small bits in films. I'm about the, the license plate in the latest Grand Tour episode and and stuff. You, you, we both said that our missus both haters because we talk about that. That was wrong, that was on his jacket earlier. What the fuck? Something about oh, he was like in that chair last scene in um, really small shit that yeah. doesn't matter. We Rise noticed, yeah. But and it winds them up, but yet some are fucking big, like C three having a silver leg. We never noticed. Does he have a red leg in later on? He has a red arm. Red arm. Yeah, on. And, and that was um, that was in the sequel trilogy. Number seven. Uh, yeah, it was in the it was in number seven, but it was in the the he only had a red arm in the in number seven, so they could put a comic book out explaining why the red arm to sell more comic books. Yeah, and, yeah that that is explainable. The silver leg is just makes no fucking sense. It, it, yeah. it makes no sense to exist. Um, but yeah, and I, I wanted to go to um, one source of Mandela effect is quantum computers. The cause of the find? As a cause. Okay. Um, so quantum computers use tiny circuits superposition whereby multiple quantum states can be merged into producing a new outcome. An entanglement which results in groups of particles that interrelate and cannot be described independently. Quantum computing utilizes a fluctuation of atomic and subatomic particles, so this is where uh, we've seen uh, with experiments from Kern where a particle can exist in multiple places at once. Mm -hmm. And this is where quantum computing is going, where we can harness that subatomic power that it can have unlimited. Yeah, so you wouldn't have to get, you no, know, we'll get like a, a GPU now and then three years later you need to buy a better GPU or a better yeah. graphics card. So I'm just get a compute, uh, a quantum graphics card or a quantum processor and it can just work on the, yeah, it works on the subatomic and it works in everywhere and everywhere at once because uh, the, the, the subatomic level part, certain particles just pop in and on. Is that, is it in Canada that they've got it? Mm -hmm. They call them map. Mass two or yeah, we got the Mass two. Is it the Mass two? Yeah, um, and there's there's one in America as well. I can't remember the name of. But quantum computing utilizes the fluctuation of the atomic and subatomic particles as they morph from one state to another. So that is particles that exist everywhere at once. Yep. So we we utilize there's a pop in this reality. We use them to pop into another reality. So use energy from yeah, lots yeah. of locations. Okay. While prior computers use bits and bytes to quantify processing power, quantum computers use qubits and quantum bits. Yeah. While a bit can be found at either of the two poles within a sphere, a qubit can be found anywhere within that sphere. Okay. So you've got a bit and you've got it stored here and it's stored there. So it's it, once. Yeah. yeah. So a quantum bit could be 
anywhere within that. So it exponentially increases your, your storage. And, right? For quantum computing storage size, processing power and computation, it means that there will be infinite space, infinite power, infinite logic gates and infinite computational possibilities far outpacing today's limited classic computer architecture. When we enter the quantum computing arena, traditional laws of physics and particle theory no longer apply. Computers are no longer working on a physical atomic level. Can I just ask say though, seriously, if I I love the idea of quantum physics and the quantum computers, but surely the changes would be more than just change a fucking word in a movie. Surely. Well, the quantum theory related to the Mandela effect goes something like this. As quantum computers interact with the various states of the atomic and subatomic particles within their spheres, they affect other particles within the realities of different dimensions. Some say this alone could change specific details surrounding specific events. So basically we've invented quantum computers. Okay. And uh, the, we're, we're using subatomic particles that bounce into this one into the next one, and the one on that side and one on this side, and they're bouncing out, we're using computing power, and they're bringing back information that life is a life was a box of chocolates. See, free pure has a silver leg. And they're just overriding, like you were saying earlier, the beginning episode, that when information comes in, the universe corrects itself, like a kind of ripple effect. Yeah. So this isn't a massive monumental two universes colliding like current theories this is just we've got quantum computing now these exist quantum computers exist now they do in fact um, are these just bringing information from other dimensions and that ripple out effect is just correcting possibly but I would still be expecting 100% to see that it would affect more with products and movies. 100%. I'd be expecting to. I'd well, expect to have memories of. But my Champs Elysees not being in France or being in fucking Italy or something, you know? My, my argument to that is the, the Statue of Liberty being on this island, not on Liberty Island. Um, but that's not to everybody. It's to a lot of people, and that's why I think that I think the, the Mandela effect that um, if, if these two quantum realities have, have merged, no one can verify your personal memories. That's true. But all these Mandela effects of pop culture and, and stuff, because that's something we can all gather around, whereas my personal memories are different to your personal memories, different to someone else's personal memories. That's right. So if we switched realities, or two realities are bled together, I have no way of verifying your personal memories. But I would still be expecting... So we'd rally around pop culture, because it, that's what we can verify? Not, no, no, don't trivialise it. It can't just be pop culture. There would be major sporting events, major news events that everybody's seen. There would be all sorts of events outside of, I've changed a logo. There would be stuff like, outside of Mandela, there would be stuff like, the Nazis didn't win the war. Uh, so no, that would be a hundred universes away from the woman. No, We've bled to the wrong closest to us. It's, there's so much... So much is the same. Like we were talking about earlier, where it's not like, oh, if I turn left, I'll turn right, I'll create a new universe. That's not how it worked on the quantum. So the quantum doesn't care if I walk left or but right. I talked about the butterfly effect, that if you change one tiny thing 
in any universe, the effect is enormous, even from a, even from a biological level of breathing. There, there was there was the the, the movie. If, if, if I if I if I have COVID today, I don't know I have it, and I've just I've been sat here talking to you. Are you going to go and give COVID to fifteen people and two of them die? Well, possibly, but so that that'd be that'd be the the quantum effect. Whereas in the universe, I don't have COVID. I don't give it to you. So are those two people still alive today? But because if I turn, you know what I mean, if I turn right and cough, and I pass my bacterium that fl- now flies westerly. Mm-hmm. Like if I cough and on the you cough to the west, but you cough into a northeasterly wind and it blows it that way and infects so someone. Just yeah. the butterfly effect of. If you step on a butterfly a million years ago, the world dinosaurs never happened. The yeah. world's completely different. So I can't. The, the fact that we've got these two merging universes, yes, I can get that. We might have visual differences and thoughts, but our universe would be so dramatically different now. It's uncomprehendable. I probably, me and you probably wouldn't be in the same space at the same time. It doesn't matter if you're just changing the logo. I agree, I see where you're coming from, I agree, but I also disagree at the same time. Um, I don't think that you turning left or right is that important on a quantum level, but then the chain of effect it could cause, probably could be, so... Um, well, but you know, it, it's on, on a very simple level, right, I remember a, a few years ago, we sat in a bus, normally I drive, but the missus takes the car to work, and I get the bus to work, to my to work sometimes, and I sat in a bus with a guy, he was coughing his head off like a, like a nutter. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, is everything okay? And he said to me, oh, normally people ignore me. That's what he said to me. Well, I had a chat with him, they sat in the other, and I had a massively positive effect on his day, he said. So oh, people normally ignore me, young man, you know what I mean? Proper old guy. Yeah, yeah. But I had this massively positive effect just because I said, hello, are you all right? Do you need, do you need some tissue? Because you're coughing, you know, you're an old guy, sat in the same section. And he got off and had a great day. He said, normally people ignore me. Had I not had that conversation with him, his day would have been exactly the same as it was before. A simple hello changes someone's entire day. Well, Their effect on somebody else changes because they have a positive effect on somebody else. The dominant effect happens. I've got a story. Darko, I, I've got a story very similar. The, um, <coughs> normally we, we used to pick my boys up. Um, it's about like, 10 years ago, you used to boys up on a Friday, get the bus into town, get the bus out of town. As we go for a bus in town, we see the bus and we'd, we'd run for oh, it. Our bus is there, quick run for bus. And, uh, this day I come out, I said, fuck it, we'll wait till the next one, don't matter. Can't be asked for we'll wait till the next one. So we got the next one. And uh, some fucking job started on this guy. He stood up to him, uh, they punched him, and he fucking, is he hit him? This week, jaw, he hit his fucking tampon bar and went down unconscious. Right? So, it's so right. Stood, waited, went to look at the they got off at next stop. Fucking boom, straight on, head under him. First, uh, no, my bag, my backpack under his head, give him first aid and stuff, sent the boys right, right, go downstairs now, sent the elders downstairs, tell the driver what's happening. You tell the driver this, I give a boy a message, he went down to the driver. Uh, we didn't need to stop. And, Guy got first aid and stuff. So, like, if I'd have run for that bus, that guy might have died. No one else on that bus stood up and, and given first aid. If I'd have given first aid, someone else might have done. Someone else might have been the bus that did it. 
So all these little decisions make a big difference. It shoulda, coulda, woulda, if, what. So, you're telling me that a tiny change in one universe has a massive effect on another. I don't believe that two universes can coincide next to each other, one can change the other without massive, massive consequences or massive change. And it wouldn't just be this, it would be wholly across the board, massive, massive changes. We've seen a simple conversation can make a big change to one person's personality. They go happy to somebody else. That person has a different conversation to somebody else, and it completely dominoes. What people, what, what like people at home feel to, <coughs> fail to understand is the effect that one person can have on another. One of my favourite sayings is a smile can travel the globe. It can. It can. I, I can walk past. I can walk past you in the street tomorrow and smile at you. Don't just talk to you. Just smile at you. And I smile at you, you smile at the next person, they smile at the next person, they smile at the next person, and they go on a Facebook call and smile at someone else. Before you know it, ten hours, your, your, your smile has, my smile has travelled all around the world, it's just passed on from one to another to another. And that smile has travelled around the world. 100%. If I come to you in the street and just go, don't know who you are, and go, I hope you have a fantastic day. You feel good. Mm-hmm. Or, I could go up and go, do you know what? I fucking hate your heart. And you don't feel good. You pass that to the next person. And this is the thing. On a very simple scenario, that's a butterfly effect. Yeah. If you're changing whole if you're wholesale changing small things, I do not believe for one second that we would not see a massive shift in our world. So I think we're gonna get caught in a discussion here, so should we just Yes finish go closing. Okay. So do you wanna give you a closing step? Oh I don't even know how to close. Um Okay. Right. This is not a fucking easy closing at all. It's not. <laughs> and I'll be honest, right, when I first, when we first talked about the Mandela effect years ago, I thought it was fanciful, bit of fun. And then I sort of shoehorned this in this week, because I've done two in a row now. Yeah, yeah. So I did, I did the moon landings in this one. Um, and I just thought this would be quick. I, I didn't expect it to get as deep and philosophical as we've got, to be fair. I didn't Although I should have expected it from us two. Uh, but I, I didn't know, to be honest, because before I give my answer, I just want to say something I think is quite important. That it, there's lots and lots of people have the same um, output. So, as an example, how we said it's no, you are your father, we believe it's Luke. Mm-hmm. My psychological mindset, my. Um, consciousness, my environment is different to yours, it's different to a thousand, mm-hmm. maybe a million other people. And all of them think the same thing as me. So for me These people you've never met or yeah. interacted with or have no connection with, but they all believe the same as you. And this is the problem, right? This this is a difficult thing that I find that can a single can 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 me say I can explain for me personally why that might have happened. Explain for millions of people worldwide. It can. Yeah. It can. And this is the issue, right? So there's there's so many different people have the same thought that is the same as mine, with so many different mental mental attributes and different and environments and difficulties and, and the way they think and the way they interact that still come to the same scenario. Mm-hmm. It's difficult for me to then say it's this and therefore it's this, and therefore it's this. But, on the discussion we've had so far, 
I can dis I, I do not believe for one second it's a fucking time traveller or a or a no, no. Or, or some form of universes colliding or alternate timelines because I I don't believe for one second that had those big things happened, it'd just be this. There'd be too much happening. We'd have too much in our brains going, we've got dissonance on a thousand things. It would it just be it'd just be too big. It can't happen because I believe in the butterfly effect, it can't happen that way. So if I take all that sci-fi stuff out of the way and I sit down and go okay what can do it <sighs> um, I'm struggling I'll be honest I'm struggling um, the Mandela effect is real but I think if every single person sat down and went look at all these reasons why it could be real for me on a personal level, it could be real because of this, and therefore I could attribute my this thought on this. I think the biggest thing, without a doubt, in me, in my personal opinion, is the internet. I think I I see a lot of memes, like the Luke I am your father. Mm-hmm. I am not entirely sure if I believe that until I saw a meme. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that was my thought, or if I saw someone write it. And I went, and that's what it said. It adapts to your memory. And, and memory is fallible, it's false, it, it can change. We talked about how it can overwrite itself. So I'm going to have to bundle it all together because it's really difficult, it's really impossible. And I don't want to discount anybody's experience at all, mm-hmm. but we've always agreed we cannot sit on the fence. No. So the Mandela effect does that believe? I think it can be explained, but it's very thin. So the Mandela effect. No, I don't. You don't believe? That does not believe in the Mandela effect. I believe everybody has their experience. You you can be you can be degrees on the fence. You can be just on the side of the fence, I don't believe or you could be a mile away from the fence. So can, we could put degrees of the fence in. I'll, I'll put it this way. We've discussed, I've discussed with you today, mm-hmm. at least five where I've gone, fuck off, right? Yeah. <laughs> he fucking had a silver, he does not have a silver leg. <laughs> he did not say mirror, mirror on the wall. And mm-hmm. I can say that. But then I can try and pick apart my own thought process and go, why would I personally think that might have happened? Right, but my personal reasons is not the same as somebody else's personal reasons. But if I did it for me only, so for you only, for you, I, I'm not asking does the world believe you. I'm not asking does do you believe on behalf. Of, I'm not asking to be ambassador for humankind. I'm saying you, Craig, does I believe personally? Does that believe? I think I could possibly. Possibly, add logic, reason, thought, and say, not a hundred percent, but I'd have to waver on saying I could probably explain most of it away, and therefore it does not exist. And that is 
Honestly, that is the hardest answer I've given on this channel so far. No, 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 I can see how much that hurt you to say that. It's really difficult. Yeah. It's really difficult because memories, like, my me I know memories can be false. I know, I've experienced false memories. Yeah. And I know they can be false, but it's so tough because it's not going to be the same for anybody else watching. I mean, I, this is the reason I, I mentioned earlier that we say, give us evidence and we'll change our mind. And there's video video evidence to see for people with silver leg. And we're going, no, no, that's not true. We we say, give us evidence, we'll change our mind. And we're getting given evidence on this one. We're going, no, no, the evidence isn't right. It's because it feels too personal. And but I have to look at that and go, he does have a silver leg. I I don't remember it being that way, but he has a silver leg. So if he does have one, how did I come to the conclusion he doesn't? And I have to try explain that away. And I think. On all of them, even if it's thin, I could possibly explain them all away. Even if I believe it or not, I could, tr I could possibly explain them away. And it means that I'm 60 40 this way. I, we've, we've, we've gone through it at length now, and we're, we're going to close the show down because I think we're going quite a lot. Uh, but for my closing statement, I'm going to say um, I, I like diving into the science of. of Parallel universe and quantum mechanics and is quantum computing changing this? Did 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 Kern clash two parallel universes together? I like the sci-fi aspect of that, that it could be a possibility. Um But it all comes down to two things for me. See through feels like. It is mirror mirror on the wall. And C three PO did not have a silver fucking leg. I, I, I can't get over those two. Anyway, we, we can argue the, the grammatical errors of Forrest Gump, or we can argue the the emotional intent of Field of Dreams, and we can argue whether Kit Kat had a fucking iPhone or not, or Bernstein Bears was an E, not an A, and, and uh, we, I didn't even mention Looney Tunes, or yeah. Looney Tunes, you know, I, I, I don't care, I, but C-3PO never had a silver leg. But we could show you it in a DVD. And it's always been mirror, mirror on the wall. But we could show you that in a DVD. So, if you had to sit here now, right now, and after all this discussion we've had and go, does that believe in the Mandela effect? That believes. For fuck's sake, I've not believed in anything yet. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I believe. That believes. I don't. Yeah. I, I I can't. I we we we've argued stuff and we've argued grammatical errors and we've argued other things and blah 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 and whatever. Right? There's no argument for C three P or silver leg. There's no argument for mirror mirror on the wall. But that's your experience. Yeah, and it's my it's my lived experience and my I I know what that was. I had those fucking toys. I've seen that film countless fucking times. I know what it was. Right, I know in my bones of bones that C-3PO was always fucking gold. I know my bones of fucking... I can feel it in my bones that it was murder, murder. So, we've always... Yeah, they're the two that fuck me up. They're the two. The rest, I can, we can argue till the day is done. They're the two I, I, I can't fucking... So, yeah. Does that believe in the, in the Mandela effect? That believes. We've always agreed... <laughs> Damn it, uh, we won't fight about this. 
Well, we, we are allowed our opinions and we are allowed to, to believe what we believe. We're, we're allowed to finish, but I can assure you... <laughs> this is going to go on long after this video ends. Because I still can't understand I can watch a Blu-ray and see what the fuck you're still like. Anyway! <laughs> Never right. happened. Honest, I, I, I will honestly say, I'm going to be honest, right, in closing, this took me by surprise. This has been the funniest one we've done, in my opinion. What, what took me by surprise is that we, we, we started out really funny, and a really good laugh with this. I didn't expect it to go as deep and philosophical and scientific as we did at the end. I love that we did. Um, but, I, like... <sighs> <laughs> you can't believe that I believe in it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you just like, I want to punch you, you dickhead. I just want to hit you. It's not that. It's not that. I don't think you're drunk enough. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, and all I'm saying, this took me by surprise. This was one I walked into thinking this is a lot of bollocks. Um, the more I've investigated. Really makes you question your existence. Well, I, I don't question my existence because I know I'm God. But... <laughs> Say, says Mr. Lord here, you know. I just flagged Mr. Over Craig, Lord Badger, just saying. Oh, no, 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 joking. no, no, but in all honesty, but like the other ones, we could go, here's the evidence, and therefore find an outcome. On this one, it's a case of, I, I think this way, it, 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 the real world says it's this way, and it's impossible to fill in the bits in between. The, so tough. Even when you fall down, whichever way you fall down, this is based purely on lived experience. It is. It's on your perception, your interpretation, your lived experience. So you can't. Like we, we did the moon landings last week, and we went bit by bit through, and we disproved every bit of the conspiracy. And went, there's no fucking. At the end of it, went, there's no conspiracy here. We landed on the fucking moon. That happened. We can't. There's no scope for argument. This one is, is personal interpretation and, and lived experience and memory, so there's the scope for argument here. Do you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, end up getting the name for myself here, aren't I? It's like Hitler's fucking jawbone all over again. It is. I don't, <laughs> and the thing is though, if, if, if you ask Badger, like, who's the biggest conspiracy theorist you know? You'd say I'm the biggest fucking conspiracy, one of the biggest you know. But, but I'm two for naught on you, here. <laughs> I've not believed any of them. <laughs> I'm, two for, I'm, I'm two for naught on you. And I'm like, ah, oh, because I sit there and go, okay, let's take this conspiracy thing and just put it in this bottle. I mean, the thing, I, I will say, I, I, I gear a little bit behind the scenes, right? So we did the moon landing last week, which is one we both flip-flopped on yeah, over the years. We did. And when we finished filming, we went upstairs and had a drink and went, I fucking hate doing this channel because <laughs> I, I I love the moon on the conspiracy and now we just ripped it a fucking bit. It's like it feels like I'm ripping the magic out of everything. I, I can't have a conversation anymore. Yeah, and I think at the end of that video last week we were like proper deflated because that was for me the granddaddy outside of outside of Roswell. Roswell's the I'm scared of doing Roswell now across the moon landing. <laughs> so I'm scared I, of doing Roswell. I don't want to do it because I want to believe. Um, <laughs> so outside of Roswell, the moon landing was the daddy. And at the end of the moon, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. But I'm not going to conspiracy left to believe in. I, I will just point out that the biggest conspiracy theorist today, and I, I, I'm two for naught. I'm two for naught right now. This, <laughs> this was... I've got my own cognitive dissonance going on. 
Just don't believe in it, but you want to. <laughs> just end the fucking video because I am done. No, no, I think that's a good place to end it. But thanks for watching. Amazing as always. If you managed to get through to this part and and not laughed, <laughs> fuck off. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, as always, like, share, subscribe, do that bullshit. But please, 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 go tell two friends about us. And also, send me some more desperados, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just send them to Badger. Happy days. Yeah, we're good. We're fine. Just send them. Um, but no, as as always, he's been Craig. I've been Badger. We have been the Illuminati. Am I Craig? Yes, you are. I think the universe is kicking in. I think it might be somebody else. There might be. I mean, like the quantum effect might be. Mirror, mirror on the wall. So next week. So join me and Dave next week. (laughs) For more interactive discussion, (laughs) it's Badger Mayetti. Until next time, silly. Fuck off.